0: Prairie Film Companion, Episode 3.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Prairie Film Companion. My name is Gerardo Ramos. I hope everyone's feeling really good, feeling sexy, because we've got a hot one for you tonight. Tonight, I am joined by my good friend, Edmundo Rotea. Hola. Ooh. And right across from him, is another good friend of mine, Antonio Garza. (laughs) Hey, I resent that, man. (laughs) And across from him, ooh. Across from him? Mm. Senor... Kyle... Edward... Ballo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Por que te va? <laughs> Por que?
3: Donde es la audiencia? Alright. Senor Burns.
1: And I hope everyone's feeling nice and sexy. We're gonna roll in right into our first topic, which is quite spicy. I hope everyone's ready. I hope everyone brought good examples. Okay. I'm I'm turned right on. My nipples are hard. 100%.
0: I'm glad you wore that busy shirt.
1: <laughs> you want me to grab more ice cubes for you? <laughs> please, yes. Yes, please. Okay, cool. So, yes, we're up and running on episode three. First off, before we get dirty... How are you guys doing? I haven't seen you guys. we It's been two weeks, right?
0: It has. It's been a long time. Holy moly. It's been a long time.
3: Oh, I was going to do, and it's been a while. It's been,
1: it's
2: been, a, been
4: a while. while. It's been a while. Since I've been sorry. <laughs> what are the rest of the words to this song? It's, it's been, been a while.
3: You know, you know the Canadian? It's equ- been. The, that's the Canadian equivalent <laughs> yeah. of... Somebody wants the Canadian <laughs> one is that's hey, that's been. <laughs>
1: Okay. Enough of that. That I'm ready. Now hey, that we've you.
3: turned you off. I'm still yeah, it's the opposite of what <laughs> I wanted. People's penises literally went back into their body. Hey, they are killed <laughs>
0: the bare naked lady.
3: Is that my dream? Um yes. It is, you're right. There's another one here
1: if anyone wants it.
3: So. I'm going to get COVID. Everyone, look, I'm giving uh, Gerardo a, a blow. Oh, man, oh. that is so
1: nice. Okay, so we're acting all nasty and dirty and getting our minds in that space because our first topic is exploring film or video that was of a sexual influence to us and no ladies
0: and gentlemen we do not mean porn no 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 no
1: no i mean before this i mean before our minds could form what that meant i have tons of examples but i'm gonna feel like a creep <laughs> so <laughs> let's start what, the care bears movie what, what, what was like your what? first encounter like seeing something you shouldn't have uh-huh. something naughty something that was like oh Whoa. i
0: remember mine was in the movie Jerry Maguire when did that movie come out 1997 there, there's something. something dirty in Jerry Maguire
1: I still haven't yes, seen really there's
0: a scene where Tom Cruise is having sex with his girlfriend who's terrible for him but super hot Kelly Preston wow. who then later oh, that married was John his, oh. Travolta
4: didn't she pass yeah. away like a week two weeks ago three weeks ago Kelly
3: Preston that's right um, yeah rest yeah. may
4: her soul rest in peace rest in peace but thanks for bringing that up like as yeah. a top yeah top. wow I
3: thought stuff. Kelly cool. Preston was, was Tom Cruise's first wife
4: no that's uh, I don't know who they're was wrong. before Nicole.
2: Nicole
3: oh oh I don't know uh, I do Penelope Cruz know.
0: Penelope Cruz? No, that was post Nicole. Was that? Oh, I wow. think so. This okay. is
3: gonna bother me. Anyways, continue. Remember when? <laughs>
0: remember when those two started dating? You're like, at ah, Cruz and Cruz, but they're spelled differently, <laughs> oh. so it's okay. Cruise control. Cruise control. Yeah, they're not related that closely. Yeah, but sorry, continue.
4: Cruise. I want to hear this. So there's just this scene where I don't spoil it for me. I haven't seen
3: it yet. Oh, I'm well, playing it right well, now. It's, it's been out such for a good movie. Twenty-four years. Oh, show me the oh, money.
0: That is that is a great film overall. It's Show very romantic. Me
3: the money. You had me at hello.
1: Oh wow. I guess we're a good match. Is this what is this what you're talking about? No, this oh. is, is Renee. Rene. Oh, okay. This is, this is
0: good stuff. But before he was dating Renee, he was dating someone who was just so, so bad for him. You, you just okay. know this because you know the character, and they're they they have a they have a bad passive aggressive relationship, but then once it just cuts to them having sex against a wall, she says, Don't stop fucking me. Wow. And I was like, you know, I don't know, eleven or something. And yeah. wow. and it just cut to that scene. I was like, wow. oh, that's bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this little kind of crisis, but I was excited. And yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's insane. That's
1: insane. Yeah. What did, did you like? Was that like on TV, on VHS, or what? I
0: forget. I I have a vague memory of it being fast forwarded quickly, after, but it, I'd oh. already seen too much. Got you, got you. I'd seen it against the wall. I'd seen. I'd heard the word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For it, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I will not repeat it.
3: Frick. Don't
0: frack. stop fracking me,
3: frack! <laughs> I'm getting all fricked to hack. That's yeah. what the Earth
0: is saying right now. Yeah, oh.
1: <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see Jerry Maguire, so I didn't you have haven't seen for that. Jerry Maguire. No, it's excellent not at all. Yeah, I might have to after that recommendation. Uh, you you're you're nice. really novice. complete me.
0: Shut up. Just shut. Actually, up. I have a you, had had. <laughs> you had me. Hello. had
1: me. <laughs> Hello. I have a, I want to like step back a bit. It's not even like a film or video reference. It's actually. It was a flip book. It did it for I me. wish a flip oh, book, a children's a flip, flip book. book. He when knows
3: where Waldo city. is.
1: <laughs> Into the mic. In my butt. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I remember trying, I had like, like not DSL, but like, e- like phone jack internet.
4: Uh, you yeah, to they, like pull they call it out
1: they of the your dial phone. up. Oh. Dial up, yeah. So dial up take it out of your phone put it into your pc and i remember at, at the time it felt like the internet was so new there was like no porn on yet so <laughs> when you're like searching for stuff my fr- i remember i distinctly remember my first search was like oh. sears catalog women not even like underwear nice. like oh my workout underwear section yeah oh, really? oh, yeah it was okay. like workout. a workout i remember waiting for an image to load of this woman working out in like a sports bra and underwear I and like it was an- like beep Beep, beep. And it yeah, just like, and yeah, it never, and it never G- did load actually. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's right. like printing on the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're
0: like, yeah, I'd like to see an athletically proficient woman. <laughs>
3: yeah. mm. uh, and then the boy just hey, tells by day. Th- did y'all look at the Sears catalog? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and my mom used to get the oh Victoria's Secret catalog. What? Oh, that wow.
0: was oh, heavenly. Do you, <laughs> do you still have those? No, but you know what I used to do? I used to cut them out. I used to cut out the oh. the women, and I used to cut around their bra line so that it just their cleavage just went into the cutout. Oh, and really? So I could just imagine that they were actually nude. I would just take out.
3: <laughs> That's I was wild. I was almost too that, scared that like to the, take out a page of it of that. Like, ad. Yeah, it was like so well, sacred. of like the the men's section of like the wish because I think they'd notice, and I think they'd like put two oh, and two together, right? Yeah.
4: Or maybe they, they just didn't care. Um, but, but I don't know what you guys started talking about because we were more of a, we almost we always got the consumers distributing catalog. <laughs> consumers distributing was kind of this place where they didn't really, they had a showroom, but you would ask for what you wanted to buy or you'd have to fill out a form. But yeah, they, they, they had none of that stuff. <laughs> but of course, I was too fi- fixated on the toys section. But, uh, yeah, just to kind of add to the experiences, yeah, I grew up with dial-up internet, so before the days of high-speed internet connections and instant gratification. But I do remember me and my cousin would watch, um, they had these pay-per-view channels where you could watch, like, the first minute or two of a new release movie or um, whatever program they had, and then it would be scrambled. Um, but I remember they would have, like, kind of the adult entertainment
3: or oh, um, d scrambler yeah
4: so wait you had a d scrambler no that no we didn't oh. have a d scrambler so um the image was scrambled but you could yeah you know if you were a creative um tween teenager at the time you could, you could kind of make out what, what, what was being shown by looking at the d scrambled image like it was a highly distorted uh image but that was probably you know in the days of dial-up uh before the days of high speed when uh, a lot of uh uh, young men's experiences was looking at whatever contraband, Playboy,
1: penthouse, yeah, magazine, like paper. paper mm-hmm.
3: You know, that's not serious catalog.
1: So wait, are we like the first generation paperless? To see that? Probably a oh, transition. Yeah, More environmentally friendly objectification. I think. I think, objectification. <laughs> I, think
4: pay, I think Playboy. I read somewhere. I think it's digital now. Oh wow! Yeah. Good Be- for them. Remember, yeah, like save the environment. And-
3: I remember before porn where like you there'd be a substitute gym teacher and he was hot and you'd like see him do something and then you just hold on to that image for oh, like a hundred percent and just be like i just saved that for a couple weeks oh god yeah our minds oh, were like yes. so much
1: better at memorizing i remember my math teacher holy god oh i wanted to like she was like I don't know. At the time, she was probably like 40s, 50s, but she looked amazing for that age. And I remember she used to drive in her Miata, and we'd all like watch her in the parking lot and be like, oh my God, she's walking in. Let me help you with your long division. (laughs) (laughs) But God Almighty, I was like, what's this this older math teacher doing to me? Yeah, and I'd record in my mind. Carry the one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't yeah, forget well, to clear your I was,
4: calculators uh, When I was in junior high I think the big issue was uh, Mary J. Latourno Who at the time mm. was this 30 something, 35 year old woman Who mm. had an affair With um, a 13, 14 year old boy okay. She was later yep. convicted But when she was released She ended up marrying her young lover Who was now in his late she, teens early She 20s, recently and passed She passed away too really? we Rest in peace Mary J. Latourno She actually Gave birth to two children from this young man who, mm-hmm. who's now like in his mid thirties mm-hmm. today. So yeah, I'm unfortunate that all these women are passing away. What? That's a wild.
3: <laughs> that's a wild transition <laughs> from what we've been l- talking about. Like what she, she the, the, like I I don't I don't think it's you 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 said that with reverence as if Maya Angelou had just just <laughs> died. This was it's like, like someone two who, or two. who slept with her student. <laughs> Apparently, they had a good
0: relationship.
4: uh, Yeah, it was love, right? Genuine love. I have nothing to say against that. Love and math. (laughs) But yeah, just because
1: of laws and,
4: you know, the statutes. So yeah, I mean, I was... was, Morality. Yeah, let's get back to the topic.
1: No, I was just just, uh, thinking about, like, kind of the origins of my sexuality, if you will, and how influenced it is from the visual medium. Um, So, of course, yeah, like, paper... You know, I, I mean, I think even the stuff that we saw as we're talking about catalogs, that sort of thing, that's where I started. Mm-hmm. But as we just kind of started to watch more TV and music videos became more popular, right? Yeah. That was like my treasure trove, and <sighs> the one, Spears, Britney Spears, "Slave for You," the one what? that hit it. That's the weird first that time you said that was and is. All right. Oh, wow. That, oh, man. On that I used to watch that music video. How, How many times? I'm Tell me where you paused. The number, the, the timestamp of where you paused. Oh, I, I can remember. 124, the, uh, 124 baby. That's the see. best. We're going to go to 124. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> I paused it, it on 124.
4: Was that in the cafeteria? Yeah, I think that was cafeteria. 124?
1: Think, uh, well, here, nope. wait. Three, four. I think. Nope.
0: Let's see it. Let's see it.
1: It's just a hallway. Yeah,
0: is that the cafeteria? It's yeah. It's just a hallway. hallway, right? i right. get off after. on that. I like architecture. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> well, it's really... Uh, I was in high school when that video came out, like grade 10, grade 11. And,
0: and it made him skip damn. two grades. Well,
4: <laughs> I remember um, it was kind of this time when like young girls would dress like very conservatively. Uh, yeah, you know, it was kind of the mid-late 90s. And then once we had Britney Spears, Christina... Aguilera, mm-hmm. uh, who mm-hmm. else, uh, Jessica Simpson,
3: Mandy Moore. Uh, Mandy I feel Moore. like Britney you know, e. Spears when, uh, was the first one where... She, she was the
4: first. We were, Shakira.
3: We were waiting, like society was just ready for a 17-year-old girl who'd look like she'd accidentally <laughs> give you a blowjob. Absolutely. And like just take the world by storm.
1: Absolutely. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you have
4: to remember this was a time when, um, you know, before, um, well, what's her name? Yeah. Uh, What's the name of the girl who um, was in that movie by Tina Fey, Mean Girls?
3: Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan, oh, right? Exactly. Yeah, she was still Madam Lohan. Girls.
4: Um, like when she was still like in <laughs> which queen which you
3: stole. Or yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. You stole your mom's. No, yeah, that
1: was straight up one of the films I stole money to buy. Did you pause that? I had right? a DVD. Oh, oh pause I mean, a thousand times. Mm. There was a. I could, I could try to pinpoint a scene that's that's like the next topic i want to like stay on music videos for, for a bit it's like but we're going mm. to like either timing your ejaculation or the moment you Whoa. paused mm. <laughs> to enjoy everything mm. but here's a little bit of <laughs> sleep here I'm oh yeah anthony oh. anthony was beating it Just listen. to the beat too oh, yeah. it's oh, yeah. a great song wow, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The midriff is just like everything. Mm-hmm. Yeesh.
0: Yes. Imagine the how much how they'd have to have spritzers on hand. Oh no kidding. There's yeah, like, everyone's were, so sweaty. Yeah. See,
3: y'all need to listen to um Das internet you don't have to play it, but it's the the communist uh national it's the song's the International, so it's the communist song. But someone took Britney Spears songs and laid it over it, and it works very well. And one really? of the songs wow. they use is "Slave for You." Did you jerk off to that? No. Okay, that's not <laughs> what we're talking about. Then. Well, Wait, what are?
1: Give me some other music videos. You were like, "Go over." Music videos? No.
3: I could go all. I can tell you. I can. I can tell you. I can tell you. I can tell you. One of my biggest crushes when I was a kid. Yes, mm-hmm. Scott Moffat from The Moffats. Oh, oh, and right. oh and yeah, and I—I recently, I recently like Googled him he, he, and thought like, oh god, oh, what was wrong yeah. with me? Like,
4: oh my god. <laughs> god, he looks horrible. Does what? he still look Scott good you know?
3: No, I was I was attracted to he. He looks kind of good there. Is that the one no. where there was like five brothers? There were five brothers. Scott was a. The, the best looking one, even what? though like some of them are twins, he was. Oh, he had the what's it? Um, from X Men, the hair. What was it? What was what was one of their big songs?
1: The uh, they had zero, with my
3: dreams. Yeah, that's the
4: only one I know. Dreams. right?
3: yeah, yeah I think had
4: like two or three hits. And, and there was, was
3: um, it. what was the other one?
4: Yeah,
3: uh, Serial Joe, I thought was saucy, right? Wow, yeah, ugh. <laughs> but when you're a little a kid, you are the girl of my dreams. I
4: don't think he looks like that anymore. Yeah, that's pretty hot.
3: Okay. Know. No. Oh, okay.
1: I get it. Scott, uh, his dad's oh, probably saucy. This is the song that you're singing. <laughs> uh,
3: God, make it stop. Oh,
1: wow. So you would beat off to this, Kyle? Is that is that what you're saying? No, just Scott. <laughs> just the idea my of Scott. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's the only one I. I remember. swear to God, I thought this was NSYNC. B- yeah. Uh, I
3: don't. I didn't think any of the guys from NSYNC were saucy, and the only one I thought. Not,
4: not even JT.
3: No, and the only one I thought. JC Wait, Chaz- right, actually, JC there, Chaz- there was two from the Backstreet Boys that I thought were saucy: Nick, Nick. Carter, obviously, and the other one with the big head.
0: Um. Kevin, mm.
3: I think no, not Kevin. <laughs> I think Brian, Brian, the Christian yeah.
4: one. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember their names. Uh, I remember when I was a like, kid, I knew
3: like their last names and Brian their birthdays Luttrell. and like. <laughs> but,
4: but I will. Like, I wasn't a huge fan of the Backstreet Boys, but I did think the women were very attractive, especially in that you know that Everybody song where they're like in a castle, Everybody, and then there's this woman yeah. who it's, I like, had it looks the like making
3: of VHS of that
1: oh i i gotta borrow that oh right right
3: right. not anymore
1: (laughs) darn it i didn't pull the mic up to your mouth a little closer
0: they had a making of the music video for everybody by the backstreet boys yeah yeah
3: yeah. there's a vhs there's a vhs and it's quite it's actually quite interesting it's probably maybe i think that because i saw it when i was eight
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. maybe you
0: did because that was the sexual awakening
1: for you. I'm gonna. As
3: long as there'll be music, we'll be coming man back again. Yeah,
1: so, what
3: a ball, fun ball, music video!
0: Everybody, Should
3: we start a boy band? Oh my <laughs> God. We are a boy band.
0: We're a man much. band. Yeah.
3: What <laughs> will we? What would we be called? A man boy band. The, the 30, It should over be the, the something else, like the something else, uh, like a sixties doo-wop band.
1: We'd be Edthony Edith, Kill Rardo. That's oh. that rolls off the tongue. That's a ton <laughs> that of sounds beautiful, sounds beautiful. It it's name. More like, like a Ed proto punk <laughs> band from Kyle Mexico Rardo. City. Mm. But okay, wait. So, 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 you guys don't have any like specific moments in a music video you pause? I mean, it was Shakira's were, like, hips in
2: the
0: yeah.
1: Yeah yeah well uh,
4: i don't know i kind of stopped watching music videos in the early 2000s and when i did watch music videos it was usually like on a much music uh countdown like it's not like i would record them uh, on on vhs tape and and re-watch them and re-watch them over and over again
3: okay so that was just me Uh um no no i I think a lot of people that music videos are very sexual
4: yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know about kids these days. Maybe they. It's easy to find a music video. You, you just go on YouTube, look it up. Do they pause or do they? Yeah. You, you r- repeat kinda, and play back the same scene over and over again. It's weird. They you just like after
3: torn.
1: Yeah, they just go straight into it. Mm. See, we were raised in an age of innocence. Mm-hmm. Of the age of innocence. Innocence. <laughs> but um, oh, yeah. Sorry. So since. Nobody wants to. Dude, I got one share. Oh, Christine okay, yeah. Aguilera is dirty. Oh my god! Oh my that god. was mine. He that I had
0: it queued up. He I, has and, it okay, queued up. What, what, what was the moment? Okay, I don't know the moment, but it's so hot, like when she's like in the midst oh, of all those sweaty dirty. bodies. Oh, but it's also fuck. very weird, so it it's kind of like confusing. And it's as confusing, as you're, and you're
1: rock hard. Yes, it? as like a 13 year old, like kind of <laughs>
0: spooked, but also very aroused, dirty. but a bit spooked. We need a
1: party. And See, the,
0: song, is the song isn't as sexy as Slave For You. That's true. more of an anthem.
1: That's true. It's a banger. No, no, no. Let me let me show you the precise moment. <laughs> the precise moment <laughs> I would try to build up to. Hey, hey, are we not trying to share and be open here? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate your vulnerability. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, it's like past this. It's probably like the second verse. Oh, I just hit it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He just hit it. Okay, so it's like when she starts doing the little dance on like pedestals. That's so just after this. Okay, wait. Cuts away, comes back. She does this little roll, this little hip roll. Oh, boy. Oh, fuck. Oh, Okay, I got. I got to stop that. Got to oh. go home. Gotta He's go getting home right all now. hot and bothered. Oh. He's gonna have to take a cold shower go during the right podcast. Now. Yeah,
0: I just have to go to the bathroom for about ten minutes or so, guys. <laughs> hey, you have
1: any Kleenex? <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay, so yeah, that was that was little me recording it on oh. VHS, being like, time it. You can you recorded it on VHS? Absolutely. Yeah, did you record 100%. it on um
4: like uh, the uh, SP or LP or SLP? EP? LP. You got to long
1: play that. Right. And, yeah, and, you, yeah, and you want to keep know That's a good midway he'd, he'd, for quality. He'd right. crack
3: off the tab too so you couldn't record over it. Yeah, no, no, and that, also, you, he'd remove it from the tape. You'd have to.
1: <laughs> didn't you guys do that? You'd like put. uh
3: like put cotton scotch cotton tape. Or like tape over it yeah, to yeah, so, so you could record see. it. Again.
1: That, how did that even
3: work? How does that make sense? It was the 90s. <laughs> it was the 90s. There was no rules. It was anarchy. Well, it was like a sensor, right? On the. Probably
4: some mechanical mechanism on the VHS. That, that you makes know, more do, sense, uh, actually. You know, yeah, stuff. that
0: actually makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: Anyways, being the 90s, I
3: don't think it has much to do with it. A plastic tab would prevent the magnets.
1: If anybody wants to attempt the masturbatory cue, it's 214. That's the the, the hit, the hit wow. to make. Just took uh, young drawder that long. Not proud of it, but that's who I was. Stone um, Cold Steve um, Austin, gotten a little better 214. But, I think that you is still in there somewhere. Little me still in there. <laughs> I can't watch that
4: music video ever again without thinking about you. And do you, you
0: watch it often? Two fourteen. For me, yeah, the like, oh, next 2-14. time I watch it, and I watch it often. <laughs> <For laughs> I think of you at two fourteen. <laughs> for me, music okay.
3: videos weren't as much, but so much as commercials. What? So, what? Like, yeah, like when I was a kid. Cause, like, do you there's, have an example? there's. I can't think of any from when I was a kid, but I know as an adult. Fucking Home Depot commercials. Any anything? <laughs> oh, anything, yeah. anything. Oh, with like with like oh. men in with, because there's so. dads. Like, like a rock. There's, well, no. There's <laughs> oh, so many. There's so many ads where they're like, okay, we have to cast a dad, but can okay can we cast a dad who's just gonna get everyone hard? Like it's uh, so many ads with hot dads where they're like, I have to use a Swiffer. What am I gonna do? <laughs> take my clothes off i got to <laughs> take the kids to dairy queen well, my wow you're the a dads. curve yeah huh.
1: did we have the same thing with like moms i had this i had the same
0: thing with <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alarm,
3: alarm force, voice. and
0: that was that was that was the night time code when they say alarm and then he would just and go. then the force was my come down
3: it's like it's like the are you afraid of the dark theme to me is is andy's alarm force we both gotcha. just like also
0: also do. the theme song to x-files is very sexy mm. oh i thought you were oh about can, to, uh, can right. we all
3: appreciate can we all appreciate David Duchovny, and that right. Dame Gillian Anderson. Oh yeah. Dame Jilly Dench. Holy not moly, not yeah. for their acting chops, but for their chops. For their chops. chops. For
1: Chomps. their chops. Chomps. So here we go. Ooh. That's oh, that's the way yeah. you set the tone. Oh. oh, why don't you come a little closer, baby? I just popped the popcorn. X-Files is on. Yo, if you're making out and doing stuff to X-Files... I got said.
0: an identified flying object for you, baby.
1: <laughs> it's his cum. That's that's the joke he's making. It's
3: his semen. Damn, Jillian Anderson. Um, you can't. Okay, fun uh, trivia. You can't legally uh, print a FBI badge, even if it's for the purposes of movies. So, if you look at the credits, there it says like. Like federal investigation of bureau, like they've changed it. Oh, just, really, yeah. Even even for a movie, you can't. Like, oh really? I, I fake, think I huh? might have. Yeah.
4: I think I might have noticed that before, and I'm mm-hmm. like, how come it's out of order? FIB.
1: Why yeah. is it FIB? FIB. <laughs> uh, what's the guy version of that? Federal. Uh, sorry, I farted. Federal booby inspector. Oh no. Isn't that the shirt, the shirt yeah, version? Yeah, fem- female boob
0: fem- inspectors. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Just put that. It's torn <laughs> torn yeah, comes guys, up the original guys. version.
1: <laughs> Lime wire.
3: Did you like Natalie Broglia? Was that one of the videos oh, you paused? I, I love that you video. Know what, you it's know what? I, I didn't.
1: Too. I just love that song. Oh, that's, I, never, I never saw that music video. So well,
3: I, I don't it's think that's amazing. the only thing that's going to be torn. One of my favorite music
4: videos.
1: Is that the one where she's like in the apartment and... No. Yeah, it turns out to be slow. a movie set, and yeah, that's the one. It's not it's real. Um, oh, I, I, El- I, I, oh. I'm still in love
4: with Natalie and Bruglia. She's probably like cargo pants, her late 40s boyfriend 50s. hoodie.
1: If you're out there, yeah, Natalie, uh, we have a man named Ed Mundo Rotea who would this like to call This is not
3: cinema. <laughs> no one said <laughs> it was. He's okay. <laughs> He's okay. It's security cam footage.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> she looks
3: like she's in an anoxema commercial when she's right. Yeah. Like, does, look yeah. A, yeah. Splashing water above. in her face slowly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this this wouldn't do it for
1: me. There, there's no nothing to <laughs> to time a beat off to, you know? It's like, oh, I can't. It's like, this guy's coming Oh, in, because coming life is
3: fake. That's oh, the point. Oh, I guess. Yeah, it's more relevant Nothing's now fine, than i before, right? am you know? all out of space. This, this is, is how I feel, we alone it and I am shamed, lying naked on the
1: floor.
3: Wow. Yeah, we'll just cut that right out.
1: It's Ish. nice that we're double up,
0: doubling up this recording with our karaoke podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> okay,
3: let's get back on topics. Yeah. Sex. Um, <laughs> okay, so we, we've already talked a lot about music videos. Let's go to movies. Okay, okay. I got, oh, I got yeah. one because this is
0: pre-music videos for me. Music videos became a real big thing when I got a TV and that wasn't until I was like, Thirteen, right? Wow. So prior to that, my sexual awakening film, and it was a film, mm-hmm. was uh, a little, a little boutique uh, sh- movie called The Little Mermaid.
2: <laughs> no, oh, for real, for real,
0: right? real? Oh, oh, you No, know, it wasn't the priest's boner in the marriage scene. All you <laughs> Disney heads out there, it was not the ariel you disney heads out there
3: it, it was, was ursula Ursula. wait really for real for real oh yes ursula's she, based oh, off yeah. divine
1: yes. <laughs> <Whoa>. that's nice <laughs>
3: yeah
2: or
0: they make her evil then those homophobes those transphobes no
3: that's i don't think that's what they were <laughs> doing.
0: okay so yeah
1: what describe what what what
0: ursula did for well,
3: she, she has was, tentacles she's off
0: the beaten path you know everyone's supposed to think oh ariel's so pretty you know sure <laughs> but she's a mute and she's given it all up for this douche.
1: Oh yeah, she was a yeah. mute, right? I haven't yeah. seen that in a
0: long time. She, she says, was mute because yeah. she, she, she wanted legs. <sighs>
1: That's
2: you
0: know. mm. and so she did it all for this Eric guy. He's fine, but Ursula, she's curvaceous and sly mm. and worldly. She could teach you a thing or two or three or four.
1: Or eight. Body talk. You know? Okay. She's, okay, She's yeah. divine. she
0: wants it. You know, she's she she's she's got an appetite. Little Mermaid is so virginal. She's just mm. I want to fall in love. I want to I want to walk it's on not, the line. It's life. not just that yeah. she wants yeah.
3: love. She wants more. When yeah. she's singing "Part of Your World," it's not oh, I want a boyfriend. It's I want
0: more. Yeah, yeah selfish, yeah, entitled millennial. Walk. This her. She knows. Oh. She knows her place. She's <laughs> down under the water. She lives in a cave, and she. damn
1: that's a hot take man that's dope holy Uh,
4: are you into um that japanese anime where they have like tentacle porn
0: say no more (laughs) say no (laughs) more say no more look at her crossing her tentacles like their legs can you see that ladies and gentlemen yeah i can um, see that too hot for you 2 we're gonna get censored yeah
1: (laughs) jesus
0: that's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. I know. This, good, uh, good this video will be
3: demonetized. Was <laughs> was the original lyrics? Tentacle sex. <laughs>
1: That's a good one, man. I've never heard anybody say that. That's amazing.
3: I'm so, proud of you. <laughs> well, since we're on Disney. Oh, no. Because oh, coincidentally. No. Okay, so... I'm not a f I'm not a furry, not that I have an issue with furries, but so many people. I'm not the only but I sound like Trump. No, I'm not um Robin Hood. Oh yeah. Robin Hood,
1: okay. Oh, like yeah. uh, I have strong objections to this. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, he's hot as hell.
3: He's hot as hell. He's and a it's fox. not just the way fox? number one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's a fox. <laughs> and and Little John kinda too. Little, Little John. John, my ass. Mm. He's not. He's, yeah, see, it's like, but it's his attitude, his swagger. His you can voice. See, you can see his chest. Mm. Mm.
0: Robin Hood, the, yeah, he's, he's mm. yeah. That taught oh. me more about ethics and romantic love than any other movie.
3: And then I, I have more Disney.
1: <laughs> what about <laughs> that, uh, that rooster? The rooster from Disney. No, no delete delete the roosters the rooster's not sexy
3: not at all no yeah um yeah it's 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 just a swagger it's oh so sexy, and then then if we're gonna go into humans Aladdin
1: oh okay when he
3: was when he was still a street rat because again we can see his chest.
1: Ooh, yeah. Mm. Rich
0: people can afford buttons.
3: I think I, I, w- I would have picked him while he was poor. This is my favorite Aladdin song. You are a worthless street rat. You were born a street rat. Oh, he's, <laughs> so, highest highest street hot. Street he's so hot. He's so hot. The guy from the Full House. Oh. Uh the voice? It's not John Stane, was... No, are DJ's we,
0: boyfriend.
1: Don't
3: have yeah, oh, that's get right. Out.
0: Really? Whoa. Well, really? oh, yeah. yeah
1: okay so when
3: in the time stamp would you just like I, I i i did i think this was before i discovered masturbation okay you don't have to lie no it's true and then at some point when i was eight i discovered it and was like oh
1: okay i wish what, what i
3: knew about stops? this while we while i was watching aladdin
1: Okay, so you you're just scared to share timestamps. That's okay. I thought I'd go. I ahead didn't and, have a timestamp we for that. That would gross, that's fine. That's okay. It's just me. It's just me being
3: gross. That's okay. This is like almost before you hit me. puberty, but when you're like starting to feel things. You're you're going okay, oh. okay, oh. okay. Oh. and anna- right. another okay. okay. I have <laughs> I have one more example. Right. Uh, sometimes we have a crush on a character that maybe isn't the gender that we find attractive. Mm-hmm. And. Me and my partner have talked about this how Heather Langenkamp in Nightmare on Elm Street, she was the cool older teenager and she didn't right. take shit and she was going to get Freddie. There was, and again, just like Scott Moffat, she had the rogue hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: there, there's something like, to be there, said. There, to, like, there was something the older... about her. Like
3: yeah. she was just cool and like you, you kind of had a crush on the concept of her.
1: Yes. That's a fair point. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: I think that's what I saw in Ursula.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And but, also what I see in Catwoman in, um, from Batman Returns. That was a big one for me. Michelle oh, Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer.
1: Yeah. Holy moly.
0: Yeah.
3: Fife. Yeah, Oof. we touched on that one in like, Fife. Like, the first podcast. Not the, enough. The
1: Fife. Not yeah, enough. that was uh, yeah. that was wild. Again, like not, not into latex. Not I into latex. So I wasn't. But <laughs> yeah. but like whoa.
0: Right, yeah. how she moves. She came in that Frankenstein gown. Ga- oh, oh. not gown, but suit with the yeah. heels. Why like heels? And then she like falls out. Thank, Thank you. It's even
1: weirder when like she falls out. She gets pushed out. Right, the so guy pushes her right. out. She's yeah. and then she like lands. Uh, and she's Christopher, dead. Dead. And she's like, Christopher Walken, she's right? Like, yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, keen like, well, twitching, twitching on the ground, mm. and then she like mm. changes. Some
3: yeah, those cats like weird.
1: come to her in the alley. She's oh, like, and they're, like nibbling on her.
3: Yeah, they like licking her wounds and she just twitches. Can we? Can we just briefly touch on? Christopher Walken was on the boat when Natalie Wood dies and no one talks about it. Really? Her. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, um so it was her and Robert Wagner, they were all filming a movie together. Um everyone was drinking and I don't think Christopher Walken's really talked about it. Something, happ- something happened. <laughs>
0: Chris, if you're listening, tell us what happened. Come clean, <laughs> episode four. L- ladies and gentlemen, next week, we're going to have Christopher Walken, hopefully, on the show. And he's going to finally come clean about what happened on that boat that fateful day when Natalie Wood,
3: did she drown?
1: Yes, I think she drowned. Yeah, she drowned. She drowned. Hopefully, I'll share some time. She there. was
3: afraid of the water, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's It's really sad. That yeah. is, yeah. I don't mean. She was laugh, like, she was pretty crazy. young too. She was like something like forty-one. She wasn't that. Oh, familiar. yeah. Wow. She was in her forties. Yeah, sucks. I've only
4: seen her in Rebel Without a Cause. Ooh, I don't really think I've yes. seen any. What about West Side Natalie. Story? I still have to see that.
1: Spielberg's <laughs>
0: making remaking West Side Story right now. Really? Right. Is he? really?
1: Yeah. I, I can I just say that I, I feel I like he with Ansel Elgort. Yes. Yeah, I don't like it either. I, it's like I love like musicals. Cats. I love dancing. But there's something that's not like a right tone about it, and I just never got into it. But
0: the fact that they have gangs going,
1: hey, yeah. you get out of here, say, <laughs> and then they like strap to each other and then like fight with knives. Is, is that right? Is it that, that like
3: fight? Natalie Woods playing a Puerto Rican? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be part of it. You know a what? I can look past that. I
1: can look past that, but it just is not a good musical movie.
3: It's really not. It's not. Is that called exactly. beige face? Oh. Beige face. That was my nickname in prison. Um, <laughs> Why? No, I'm I, I, trying to... That jo- not all jokes work, okay?
0: Because I got a face tattoo and it was just the color beige. It was just beige.
3: <laughs> it was like everyone's house in the 90s.
1: Okay, were there any other films that hit the spot? Um. Yeah, I kind of shared...
4: I kind of talked about it in the last episode. So for anyone who missed out on the last episode... I remember watching the 1976 Ryan De Palma classic movie based on the Stephen King horror film, or uh, sorry, book of the same name, uh, Carrie. And it was the pretty much not the opening scene, but yeah, you know, it was the mid 70s. And I guess they were very liberal in the nudity that they had in mainstream films. And it's pretty much set the trope for so many American high school films. The. Tintillating girls locker room scene where it, the the scene starts off um, they're playing volleyball and then right after gym class they hit the showers and then they have like this slow very poetic uh, melodic scene where you, you see all these this steam and then they start playing this kind of melodramatic um, instrumental background music and it's just all these girls getting ready to go to the shower and I was like seven or eight years old, and there's just an explosion of, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, s- sensories, um, yeah, and feelings in me because, yeah, you know, I, I've lived a very sheltered life at, uh, you know, up until that point, and I'm like, whoa, well, well, a woman have hair down there? Now this was the, the mid '70s <laughs> movie, so, so yes, you know, a lot of women didn't dead. shave at the time, and uh, I'm like, wow, that woman's really fuzzy. Down there, and, <laughs> Fuzzy. and then, um, yeah. Then it, it's a strange movie because later on you see Sissy Spacek and, um, like, I didn't know about menstruation or. she goes by Sister Spacek now. And basically, uh, what happened Wait, Really? No. <laughs> no. Huh. Um, in this movie, Carrie's oh, about a kid, um, you know, girl who also lives a very sheltered life with an overbearing um, religious uh, mother. And she gets her period really late in life when she's 17 years old and she starts bleeding. And then she freaks out because she doesn't know why she's bleeding. And before you know it, she's running around the locker room naked with um, menstrual blood, you know, asking, what's happening to me? What's happening to me? And, that's and when all you the girls pause it. ridicule <laughs> her and they start throwing tampons. So I'm like wow how you know like what's happening what's that's gonna
3: bleeding this is a difficult direction so, to get through yeah not firstly, impossible but if you can years get there it's not so impossible it.
4: <laughs> but yeah it's one of those like i'll admit it's no one pain, of those no movies gain, that it, you know later on i would borrow it from the from the public library and and just watch it again for that one scene um, God um the and then PM. later on dvd uh, like i don't have it on blu-ray yet or yeah, or 4k blu-ray but yeah, yeah you know it, it's still one of my favorite movies not just for that one scene but it's also one of the scariest movies and i don't want to spoil it for you but it involves um, carrie is uh, luke's father well <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> basically Sorry. at the end right you know um most of the people in the movie die and she comes to visit uh, her mother's grave and Something no, pops that, out of the grave and she grabs doesn't her.
3: No, Sue Snell goes to visit Carrie's All right, grave. yeah, that's In right. a dream yeah, sorry, sequence. I got it mixed up. That was filmed in reverse motion. Yeah,
4: yeah, oh, you're exactly cool. right. Thanks for correcting me, Kyle. Bet your ass. Uh, my my memory is just all scrambled today. Um, but yeah. You didn't
3: get past the locker room scene <laughs> in that movie. Everything else you just read about.
4: <laughs> yeah. But if you do watch Carrie, there's like three... Different versions of the film. There's a Cloris Moretz version that came out in like 2012, 2013. Don't watch that. It's it's okay. Mm. There's a made-for-TV version that came out in 2002. Which With uh, what's her
3: face, Ange- Angela? I Bessett. forget. She it's, played. It's, she, it's supposed she, to be. She like, played May, like that Frankenstein movie. She's hmm, really good actress. I don't yeah.
4: remember, but it's supposed to be closer to the Stephen King novel, because hmm. for a while Stephen King was readapting all his old books to um, into movies that would more um, closer mirror the actual book, like The Shining and then later Carrie, but, you know, they're made for production movie, uh, made for TV movies. They're yeah, kind no of shame. forgettable. They're not the greatest production values, but you want to stick with the, the original, the classic, 1976 Carrie. By Brian De Palma. Beautiful film. Probably one of my favorite Brian De Palma films. I'm to
1: watch that. I'm to watch yeah. that. Yeah
3: one more sexy movie yeah um i forget which nightmare on elm street is i think it's four or five but it's Mm -hmm. it's the one that has um this isn't the part i found sexy it's the one where the girl dreams she's a cockroach pray kills her oh what roach there's um one of the guys in it like one of the main guys he had like dark hair tan there's a scene where he's like boxing and he's angry oh and he has a water bed it's not three that's dream warriors um I forget whether it's four or five but I thought he was so saucy and there's there's one scene in One Nightmare where he's um he's in a bathroom and he actually goes on the toilet in the not that I found it sexy but it's just like you saw his legs and Mm. you just you know in like <sighs> when when you'd see like a more grown up movie and there'd be a grown up with their shirt off, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. and they'd be tan and like,
1: that's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: What was the next topic we were gonna do?
1: Wait, before that, I have one to <laughs> share. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't get to share. I'm gonna give you timestamps and everything. <laughs> um, no yeah i mean there's several that my like my brothers would watch a lot of r-rated films like i remember watching scarface and pulp fiction super young so there's obviously like a lot in those Mm. but the one that like really seared out to me was uh the doors film by oliver stone really yeah Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, i haven't seen that and there's a there's a scene where um val kilmer as jim morrison is it's kind of like a montage of him going deeper into his mystical and psychological and drug infused explorations and in that there's a scene where he's in an elevator with somebody and the context is that he already has uh, like a a partner that he like loves and and has throughout the film but in in this moment he comes down out of the elevator his partner's waiting uh for the doors to open and as the doors open the doors the doors of perception oh. open uh oh that uh you see you see uh val kilmer as jim morrison uh there standing and he's kind of like looping out of it and then you see this girl just like rise up from beneath him so the implication is that she had just been ah. b- 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 Hello, and I, I can't remember if she's no anyways that moment just like i was like what the fuck happened like, what, what was she doing down and like uh-huh. it totally sparked my curiosity of like but was she giving his tummy
0: a kiss? I don't <laughs> yeah. get it exactly. Is that a raspberry? Are you an innie or an outie? Let's see. <laughs> an outie for sure.
1: So that was like one of the most memorable mm-hmm. moments. That wasn't like particularly sexual, mm-hmm. but the hint of it was enough to be like set my what? mind on fire for more. So, T- Italating.
3: My parents were fairly liberal with what they let me and my sister watch. Um, and they rarely said you can't watch this movie, you can't watch this. Although a lot of times it was because they didn't really need to. Like an eight year old isn't gonna say, I wanna watch Last Tango in Paris, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I remember vividly for some reason we were all watching American Psycho together as a family. Well, right. How old are yeah. you? I think maybe, I don't know, 10? I don't know. That's like too young. Not even 10. I don't know. Whenever it came out on tape for the first time.
4: Yeah, that must have been like 2000. And
3: So here's the weird thing. Anything with gore, violence, horror, like my parents were like, sure. But in that scene, in that movie, there was a scene where he gets two prostitutes and get, says, I'm going to call you like Tammy or something. And that was the only time where my parents were like, uh, I don't think you should watch this. And they made me leave. Well, they
1: made you leave. They didn't fast forward it.
3: No, they wanted to see it. Yeah, they wanted to fucking see it. Kyle, get out of here for a second. This is a good movie. Kyle, get out of here. (laughs) Oh, I must have been like, yeah, I must have been like 10. Yeah. So the DVD
1: release was September 5th,
3: 2000. Yeah, it was 10 Mm -hmm. maybe.
4: Yeah, that's one of the first movies I saw on DVD.
1: Can we go
0: back to the doors for a second? Okay. I feel like Val yeah. Kilmer was born to play Jim Morrison. He's oh, ju- absolutely. He looks so much like him. He's a great yeah. actor. I yeah. also al- always felt out? that Benicio Del Toro was born to play Che Guevara, which he did in Steven Soderbergh's oh. two-part biopic. Yeah. Are there I, any other people, like actors, that you're like, yeah, you had to play that real-life person?
3: Morgan Freeman, Nelson Mandela, and Nelson Mandela even said... If anyone's gonna play me I want it to be Morgan Freeman mm-hmm.
1: Oh damn um, Morgan, Morgan Freeman is God
4: <laughs> L- <laughs> yeah. I know Jennifer Lopez And Selena uh, I'm not oh, like, oh That's yeah. the
3: best one Ejena, That's right? the one and Does she oh, look like Rican Selena shit. You hit the nail on the Does head Does she look like Selena oh, like,
1: Not like uh, 100% But like yes She had like The figure The hair The swagger Of like a Latina woman And before that She wasn't even an artist She wasn't a recording artist She was a background dancer Yeah she and wasn't even famous Right. No, like she like she was very very, made her very career career. Like, I love that role. movie. Yeah, and then she takes this role and she like embodies Selena like perfectly. Yes. Wait, I'm going to bring up some music
3: of that. Uh Gilbert Godfrey as <sighs> Rudolph Valentino.
1: That sentence did Rudolph not compute. Valentino.
3: You what? <laughs> I'm going to look this up. You don't know who Rudolph Valentino is? Is that
0: the full name of Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer?
3: <laughs> but you're you're a filmmaker. Rudolph, you don't know, I, Andy. Rudolf. I'm so disappointed in you.
0: <laughs> I lo, I I got you with Ursula and lost you with Rudolph Valentino, Italian. Oh actor. yeah, I've
3: gone from really proud of you to really disappointed very quickly. <laughs> well He died in
0: 1926, so who care Who gives a hoot? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. He didn't, you didn't have a huge fuck father. off
3: anyone who died before then. Joan he, of Arc. He was
0: known as the Great <laughs> Lover. Jesus.
3: Who else? Hmm. And lots a- of other people died. Before yeah, 1920s. I have
1: to watch a more um, bio, biopic films.
3: Everyone who died yeah. in World War One.
1: I. I guess it doesn't have to be like biopics. It could be like Jamie Foxx's roles. As yeah. yeah, that's a great one too. Yeah, but wait, wait. What are some that are not biopics? Like just a role you know that that person was meant to oh, do. Oh uh,
4: yeah. Um. What's his name? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. As Iron Man. Yeah, as Iron okay. Man. Right. A, a good plane, one. Uh,
3: yes. Robert Vinny De Niro as raging the the guy in Raging Bull. Yeah, that, that, that yeah. is an interesting
0: question. <laughs> yes, to that one, it's like sometimes it's a, it's like the 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 actor has cultivated this persona, like Matthew McConaughey. When I saw the movie Mud, right, I thought right, right. that's the perfect use of Matthew McConaughey. Mm. What, who I can't think of a better represents. use of
3: Matthew McConaughey. Heyo, heyo! <laughs> hey-o. <laughs> I actually don't think he's that saucy. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't kick him out
0: of. Out of but he's like this. He's like you know. He's he's a, he's what approaching fifty now. He's not washed up. He's in kind of an old cowboy. See a lot of lobbyists. He's really relaxed. Yeah. He's maybe a little bit of a romantic. He maybe is a little bit yes, flaky. He's maybe yes, you could believe that yes, he has a history of violence.
1: Yes, yeah, it's
0: so great in mud. This uh, mysterious, perhaps homeless, heroic it's person. Just
1: soil with water. Mud.
0: Okay, sorry. <laughs> Don't spoil it.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I have one that's close it's it's not like a he's familiar like if you see him but i don't know his name uh he was in uh, a recent big film a Stars born he plays the brother of bradley cooper sam shepherd oh the, that's the, the one old, the yeah. other guy right that guy every role he's in is just like that yeah. cowboy he plays dad. the same guy sam, it's Elliott. A, always, sam Elliott. sam elliot he's, yeah. he's in a part. lot of
3: right wing memes
1: <laughs> is it yeah. This isn't like, the same he's guy. He's not right wing though. This isn't the I guy that, that says um, like the uh, that, that uh, like that common. Um, he's in the Big Lebowski. Yep. Yeah. As he
3: always
0: as always himself, he's he always plays the cow- old cowboy. Oh, he's in Roadhouse. Yes. Yeah. In Roadhouse?
4: Oh, yeah. yeah, he's been like the same age for like twenty or thirty yes. years. Yeah. Born in
0: 1944, that? 75. Holy God! Oh, he's my dad's. Age. I want that to be, dude to be my dad. That'd he's known so for crazy. his distinctive lanky physique, well, full mustache, daddy. and deep resonant voice.
4: Oh, there's one. There's a point where he didn't have a mustache.
3: Yeah, when he was a baby. Oh! <laughs> oh, oh like a totally. Oh, he it looks, looks familiar.
4: Like, he's been like the same, playing oh, yeah. the same guy, same character with the
0: same look for like Reeves 40 effect. years. He's still handsome, but the mustache really suits him.
3: I wouldn't call him handsome.
1: <laughs> Why not? He's like a Western I don't think he's handsome, dad. and
3: I think what if he was like what guys if he was building a deck? S- guys from no, but <laughs> fuck guys from the seventies. Mm, mm.
2: <laughs>
3: what what what
1: about that? Uh, all that body here. I, I
3: think it's no, it's the coiffed hair it's the and the joie de vivre. The, <laughs> there's not,
1: no joie de vie in there's totally in the, the 70s. There's, there's the totally cynical.
3: Seventy, not a hundred percent. Oftentimes, when there's an era that's very cynical, there's also a complete reaction to it. An example: the film noir era. What were the other big movies? Big sparkly musicals. Seventies, hmm. you see a similar dichotomy. What was uh, the kind of happier version of? The I don't. 70s okay, maybe maybe I'm wrong <laughs> about that. Yeah, it got pretty ugly I'm in dark. Mad and as centers. hell and I'm not going to take even, it.
1: Even like anymore. the film stock they would shoot on in the 70s was like super garbage, so like the film actually looked pretty bad mm-hmm. comparison. So they used mm-hmm. like nitrate film a lot, which I is really flammable material, yeah. Like uh, even into the 70s? Uh, even yeah. into the 70s, That's yeah. crazy. I yeah.
3: watched um Norma Ray for the first time a couple nights ago. Oh, is the what, Yeah, with yeah. Sally Field Union, Union. Union. and huh. that movie has aged in so, shockingly well, mm-hmm. for like a movie that was about like, oh, this is like kind of a recent event. Sally feel like it aged well. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's basically Aaron Brockovich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and, I and it's Aaron even Ron more much.
4: important today as you know work becomes yeah. more precarious and yeah uh-huh. yeah you know there's kind of this move, this distrust with unions starting with. Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan—that's kind of been mm-hmm. progressed. That unions can't be uh, trusted, and that people shouldn't be a part of unions. That they're bad.
3: Well, Thatcher—Thatcher's big thing was with the coal miners' union because she wanted mm. to close. She wanted to close. We could get into a whole long thing about this. Yeah, yeah my boner's gone. So. <laughs> <laughs> well well can Thatcher I doesn't. About, uh, Thatcher can I doesn't. I think you just got a bear sink, trap down sink there. Sink your Belgrada,
1: <laughs> bear trap. Thatcher. She Doesn't
3: sink that. your Belgrada. The Belgrada yeah. was in the Falkland War. It was a ship.
1: Cool. Se- okay. Anyways, for the history lesson. What's the she other?
3: What's me. the other topic that yeah. we were going to talk about? Uh, I guess kind of related, actually, closely right. related to what we were talking about. Yeah, oh,
4: I talk about this film it, if like, you'd like, um, Christian, because the second topic is uh, masculinity in film. Is, yes. is that correct, or is there yes. more to that? And I just want to bring up a really good film. It's a film that I first saw on VHS back in the year 2002, um, a film that I later bought on DVD. I think it's a beautiful film. It's also, uh, I'll admit, it's kind of a light erotica, but it's called The Lover, and you'll love it. You'll love it. Um, Explain what it is. Basically, um, yeah, you know, like, at that, like up until that point in time, a lot of films I've seen were um, it always had k- kind of two portrayals of the Asian male as either this really nerdy guy <laughs> with buck teeth and nerdy glasses like Breakfast at Tiffany's, or we Revenge love you long time. I think that's right. Well, no, oh, that's, uh, that's Full a... Metal Jacket, completely. Oh, okay. Wrong trope, but
1: actually, the Mickey Rourke <laughs> version in Breakfast <laughs> at Tiffany's is, like even worse, though.
4: But... Yeah, I know, <laughs> but um yeah, and, and, I, and I think that's, Mickey that Mickey Rooney. I think that definitely... wasn't that Mickey Rourke. No, no that was Mickey Rooney. Who's
3: Mickey Rourke again? The wrestler. The, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, what I thought. That would be amazing.
4: The guy on. I, I think since, Harry go right re- oh. or Right or, or, the, or the villain in the second Iron Man film but anyways like um, so I think films like uh, films like Breakfast and Tiffany really kind of started the trope for the nerdy Asian male and then you, you, you see I saw that in a lot of films when I was growing up like Goonies right you had the kind of the nerdy Asian guy with lots of gadgets. Uh, you know, don't make fun of me because I got lots of gadgets. Yeah, you're really... Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> you're really bolstering the he actually, he
1: actually brought a portable Blu-ray player, <laughs> so you're not helping yourself. A portable,
0: ladies, else, a portable uh, Blu-ray yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> player. So yeah. you can get that quality <laughs> on a screen this big.
4: You, you can take it to the gym, take it on the plane, watch your Blu-rays, your physical, get your physical yeah. media on. Yeah. Um. But and then yeah, you know, I watched films like um, like Temp- uh, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. Yeah, short, the round. short round character. You, you know. are crazy, Doctor Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't then, say that though. Or, or or else um, you'd see a lot of like martial arts films where you, like, yeah, you know, it was kind of like this this you know handsome ripped Asian guy. Yeah, but he he, I he came got, off as I like personally ain't got nothing got wrong laid. with like, that. Did you ever watch a Bruce Lee movie where he he might did have had I? a girlfriend, but he it's he, they never showed him getting laid or making out. That's you a know good point. Like yeah. You watch Enter the Dragon, you, you know? Did you see Bruce Lee getting laid or making the moves? No, he was portrayed no. as a sexless. That fucking guy. dragon can enter You watch me, movies I'll tell you like <laughs> Romeo Must Die with Jet Li, and he he doesn't even. Like,
1: yeah, he doesn't get the woman.
4: Yeah, he doesn't he get the woman. I'm like, what's oh, up? It's and, implied, and though. that's why when <laughs> yeah. I saw this movie, The Lover, right? Because uh, th- this one was really impressive because it's one, probably one of the first films that I saw in my life where it was an Asian male um, and a white female, and there's a lot of um, a romance. Yeah, you know, like this is actually based on a true story mm. about a young uh, French girl who was 15, 16 at the time, and an older 15 and, um, and A Chinese half, is specified man in, the movie. Mm-hmm. in his 20s um, from an upper class, wealthy Chinese family who's destined to inherit the family business and um, get married soon in a traditional arranged marriage. So, um, yeah, it's it's a film about a taboo love story between a white male or a Asian male, <laughs> white female and their forbidden love, especially in 1930s into China, or what's now known as Vietnam, and just such a beautiful film because it's so rich in symbolism. Um, There's a lot of uh, uh, erotic lovemaking scenes, but you can tell that they had a genuine love, not just a physical love that's portrayed throughout the film, but a strong emotional love. And it kind of... um, This movie came out in 1990, so this movie came out like seven years before Titanic, where it kind of has a similar trajectory where... It starts off. You have this elderly woman reflecting on her life in this movie. You have this elderly woman in France writing her memoirs. She's probably in her sixties and seventies, and she recalls a time when she was a young woman coming of age, uh, especially sexually, uh, falling in love with this older Asian man. And it's a movie that, uh, yeah, you know, like I think it's beautiful. No, 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 not just because of all the light erotic scenes, but just beautiful cinematography, such a strong story it's based on a true story like i bought the book and um it, it was actually later remade into an american film um i forget what it was called with that Lolita? No. Oh. Um it has it, seems that, like that. it has that actress from uh from Heroes um i forget her name
3: uh um the cheerleader. I, I think it's
4: called like Love from Shanghai or something. Yeah. But but Kristen the, Cook? No,
3: Click. no, not oh, her. Okay,
1: I'm off.
3: But basically, um,
4: yeah, you know, like, o- older Asian man falls in love with younger, t- t- teenage, w- white female. Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, that's right, yeah, that's yeah, her yeah. name. Oh. But, but of course, uh, you, you know, um, they, they, they end up falling in love, but, you know, there's... it's a, It's a matchstick in comparison to this beautiful candle of a film. Oh, so, everyone, watch The Lover. It will really blow away a lot of traditional hollywood tropes and of asian gorgeous. males especially from the 70s and 80s and 90s like uh, like the films now we have films like crazy rich asians um where we have asians being portrayed on the film uh, falling in love with each other but this film just blew me away when i first saw it because it's because yeah like we are programmed by society by the media that we consume the books that we read the magazines that we read the tv shows movies and this movie destroyed all tropes I had about Asian male portrayals.
3: There's something that very... we're
4: lovers too, and the, and that Asians have tons of sex, and that's why it's the most populated. That's part why of the they world. have so
3: many people.
4: <laughs> that's why we have so many people. You know, they we, had to do a one-child
0: policy. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, there's something. So that's, so that's, just one kid, you horn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> there's something so
3: important about when you're a kid growing up watching movies and seeing a version of yourself that you don't like or a stereotype that you don't feel is true and then finally seeing something that is like bucks the trend and excites you um when i was a kid i there was either no representation of queer people or mm-hmm. negative portrayals and then back to music videos all the things she said by tattoo, who they yeah. aren't actually gay, in real life, but it was the first time. It's like, oh, gay people are cool and mm-hmm. edgy. Mm-hmm. And like growing up, I realized, well, okay, Freddie Mercury was cool. There was lots of examples before them, but that was the first time I remember. Oh, like the, here's an example of gay people, and they're cool. You yes. know, yes. And mm-hmm. they're not yeah. just the butt of a joke. And you know, did
4: that start with Queer Eye and the straight guy? Like, no,
1: that was like much later, wasn't it?
4: Oh, I don't I know. know, but uh, yeah, I remember watching a episode of, uh, it was a remake of Battlestar Galactica, which ran for many years in the mid to late 2000s, and there's the one scene where um, he's like the second in command, I forget his the name of the character, um, and like, like, we don't know much of his sexuality at all, because they're all trapped and stranded on these different ships, he's uh, and then uh, <laughs> we later find out that this uh, character, there's this one scene where... Uh, He he wakes up in bed with, and there's another person in bed, and then that other person turns out to be a man, and it's like oh, he's a sexual, it wasn't wasn't one of those. It was very subtle, right? Like it was just you know a, a glimpse into that character's life, a brief mention, almost like a footnote um but, that's another but they don't really thing they, they don't mention it right you're like not, oh my gosh he's gay he's a homosexual when it's it's the the main but, but plot of the now. story
3: is not about the fact that they're gay or the yeah. fact that they're asian it's just this is the character that's not the main premise robin mm-hmm. williams was in a movie called ghost rider or something it was he, no not ghost rider he was in some movie with tony Collette. And Robin,
4: here I'll look it up. He
3: played a gay man, but it's not an integral plot of the mo- Part of the movie, it's right. just kind of like a footnote. Oh, the ni- the, uh, the, the Night listener. listener, the oh, Night Listener, yeah, recent
4: movie, two thousand six.
3: Can't be too recent. <laughs> sorry.
4: <laughs> well, I thought it came out like in the eighties. If 90s. Robin Williams'
0: family is listening, we are so sorry about Kyle Balling's. That was Kyle. They're, they're not
3: list, but they're not.
1: Well, rest in peace, Robin Williams. They're probably still grieving. That's what we wanted to say. Rest in peace, Robin
3: Williams. Rest in power. Rest in power, brother. Yes. Mm. (laughs) See, these two are woke. We get it. The two ethnic ones are less woke. than. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yep.
3: Edmund just poured his heart out about uh, a movie with about Asian representation, and yes, I ended I it know. with the two ethnic ones oh, are as no, woke. So I'm sorry, <laughs> but I, I'm I agree, sorry. I
1: agree with that, Edmund, because I think to take down the white people, we need to impregnate their white women, which I think is the heart
3: of have at her. I don't give a shit. <laughs> 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 and all I have to say is, hey, <laughs> yeah, Wait, jokes on you. What's I, going on? I, jokes on you. I fucking steal all your men. Oh. <laughs> me
0: love you a long time.
3: <laughs> what would be the black? I, I will
0: love you for a long
1: time. <laughs> what would
3: what would be the black version of "I love you long"? Time? We we have, we have to stop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, you're Cancelled.
1: Okay.
3: I believe there's supposed to be rainbow music,
1: but that version just so that everyone
3: knows would be "Me love you short time." <laughs> we we have only <laughs> we only have 15 minutes. You know what we said we were gonna cut the podcast to an hour and a half, but fuck it, let's go as long as we want. No, we, we're, we we're gotta. Go, we, oh, well, important. we only have 15 minutes to cover more masculinity. We're fine. No, 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 no. We're
1: fine. We're fine. Okay, okay I got
0: I got a question about the sure. about it, and it relates to masculinity. But yeah. I noticed this when I was growing up and starting to learn about gay people. Okay. I'd, I started to notice that a lot of the villains in Disney movies wow. seemed gay. Oh. Like Scar in The Lion King he's a very fabulous oh, you know Jeremy oh, really? Irons he's got a okay. voice like this. Also they have different yeah. accents like Scar is for some reason English. Engl- well that's Jeremy of, Irons. I know. So you know yeah. you can. But um, also, Ursula seemed she had a short is, cut. That's literally a drag queen. <laughs> yes, it's I mean, sure based is on cut. a drag queen. Jafar also. Yeah, yeah. this is a villainous thing. Oh, Aladdin! Oh,
3: yes. <laughs> it is some. It is some internalized. Uh, yeah. the, here's a weird irony of that. The um, lyricist for the Little Mermaid, some of the songs from Aladdin. I think some of the songs from a Lion King was this uh, game man. I think his name Tim Rice. No, not Tim Rice. He it's, did a
0: lot of the music for that. No,
3: no, he was the, the lyricist. He was the. Let's. They're gonna. There's gonna okay. be a Disney documentary. Here we go. Part
1: of him. your world, Jod Benson. No, no, no. no First no. lines. No, this is pretty gay. Hold up. Look at this stuff. That is not, it. Neat. That's gay. Come that, on. That means splooge. We all know. it okay, no, Hold no, no, on. Hold, okay. on. hold okay. on. Let me. Let me. Let me keep going. That's. Wouldn't p- you think my collection's complete? complete? Ooh. Wouldn't you
3: think? I'm the girl,
1: the girl who has everything. Look at this trove, treasures. He means his butt.
3: <laughs> you guys are, you guys are, you guys are making. Fun. Wait, wait,
1: wait! One more. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Oh, come on! Come who has on. one cavern? <laughs> well, who has one cavern? Women, because men we, utilize both. We, wait, we, no, no, yeah, well,
0: you're right. You're exactly. Right, man, I get it. I get it.
1: I get it I,
3: you, Boom. Guys, you guys, you guys, you, there's some homophobia going on. There's, I'm canceling all. Yeah, but
0: it's casual. Disney <laughs> le- legend.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 actually said the most racist things this whole time, and I, I all, now that I'm being attacked. Okay, the Disney legend. I, I, we're not gonna stop until I figure this out. Okay. I think his name is Ashman. He wrote for like. The Let for me look name? it up. Just give me a second. Okay,
1: I'll keep going. With Let this. me this do is, it. This is pretty fun.
3: Howard Ashman. Howard Ashman, oh. who did. Who did. Everyone shut up.
1: Hope they St-
3: okay. He did lyrics for The the Little Shop of Horrors. Okay. Gay. Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and some songs of from Aladdin. And then he died of HIV/AIDS. <sighs>
4: yeah, he died. He only I mean, lived so like, don't
3: you feel bad now? Rest in rest and peace. And rest in peace. Rest gentlemen. in power. And. At the end of, I think, Aladdin or Beauty and the Beast, there's a tribute to him at the end of the credits saying, like, thank you to the man who gave who taught a mermaid how to sing. Huh. And there's a documentary that's going to come out on Disney Plus in a couple days about him, and it has, like, footage of him talking to the people who sang Ariel and Aladdin and cool. all that, how to nice. do the voices. What is that called? Uh, I th- it's probably just called Ashman or something. I don't cool.
1: know. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'll, I'll watch that. That'd be awesome. Let me but re- like,
3: it's ironic because the, yeah, the villains in those movies were super gay. Yes. Although I think, I think it's, it's a weird world we live in where, okay, the villains are the bad guys, but they're also the most interesting. And why don't we give them personality? There's some internalized homophobia going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gaston is not gay though He's, n-
0: he's not he, he's, he's machismo
3: But, 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 but
0: Star the, Ursula the Cruella de Vil Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty Cruella
1: de Vil's not gay Yeah she doesn't <laughs> feel that way She just feels rich yeah.
3: yeah Fair Hades
0: from Hercules He's got the lipstick And the eye shadow Fro- well, <laughs> Cro- Claude Frollo From Notre Dame Honey They're Greek oh, guy, yeah.
3: I think I think I, th- I think They're all kind of You know you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess Hercules himself was kind of a—he had some little know. boys. Let's yeah.
1: be honest. There's
3: some little boys. Okay, the, we're not gonna draw a parallel. This guy's talking <laughs> about fucking the lover, and now we're gonna do that.
1: Good point. Good point. Okay, yeah.
3: So masculinity in film. Hmm. I think
1: why why the topic was curious to me was because. I grew up without a father. A lot of my father like roles were from movies I'd watch, uh-huh. shows I'd watch, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um of course I had like pretty good role models, brothers and mentors throughout my life, but since I spent so many time so much time with movies, it was like a huge part of what I feel I became, which is pretty fucked up actually if and, you think and about what
4: it. What kind of movies did you look How at, is that, that up fucked to for up? Masculinity and shaping I mean, your Ideals. Of you it. turned
3: out pretty good, and well, so I think, if anything, you're a success story of how movies can shape someone.
1: Yeah, no, I I think it it it's fucked up in, the, in what I look at it. Like, if I'm to like define my masculinity now, a lot of it is like, oh, I would do this because, and it usually is like reference to film. Not that it's like, oh, I would do that directly. Now, let's say, oh, I wouldn't. uh I don't know if it's Pulp Fiction and it's Bruce Willis. I'm gonna go back and save the guy who's gonna get raped or something like that you know like it's not a direct correlation but things in films resonate with what i feel are like my masculine core Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. with what i define myself to be as a man and it's never anything direct it's more like implicit but i say it's fucked up because you know that had to be formed from I feel like that I formed that myself by just watching stuff, and there right. wasn't like a man or a brother to give me things to say, "Hey, this is how a man should be. This is how a man treats his uh, family, his wife, mm-hmm. his lover." And I got that from films. That's why I think it's fucked up.
3: I think a lot of us were raised like i had i I had a very present dad when I was a kid, and he he is a great dad, mm-hmm. but movies taught me a lot of stuff too. There Homer are, Homer Simpson, frankly, taught me a lot of moral lessons. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Then there are a lot of good positive figures. There's also a lot of good positive fool figures like Homer Simpson. Yeah. But, but he
3: but here here's the thing. He almost always makes the right decision, even though he's so stupid. He always kind of makes the right decision. He he he's always learning. Just like SpongeBob. Does SpongeBob learn lessons? Yes.
1: I
0: don't know, does he? He doesn't seem like anything to learn anything. It's like this theme that we were talking about last episode. Ironically, a sponge, he doesn't. (laughs) It's the theme that we were talking about last time uh, uh, an ignorant person guided by their heart can do better things than a knowledgeable, worldly person. That's Hmm.
3: true. Ted Bundy was very bright. Right? And I think Jeffrey Dahmer was too. Jeffrey Epstein. Adolf Hitler. (laughs) Well, let's not attack all the Jeffries.
0: (laughs) Sorry to all our Jeffs out there. You
2: monsters.
1: (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so I have like two questions here. First of all, what like defines your own masculinity? Just in like a general sense. And then the second question would be, what from film did you take to incorporate into your own identification as a man? Whether straight, gay or otherwise? Star Wars. Okay. No Go question.
3: On. I didn't even think about that. It just came out.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's. I let's, don't know. Let's dig in. That's 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 interesting.
3: I didn't think I'd have to say more words. Um, <laughs> and what could be more masculine? Uh, I don't know. Like it's if you look at those movies, it's and it's hard to say. Okay, this is this is masculinity because I think a lot of times we draw our our own parallels with movies and and movies are more universal than we think. So a lot of times we'll watch a movie and it's not necessarily... We're not looking at through the eyes of gender. We're just looking at this is a person I identify with. An example would be Gravity. I didn't... Even though it's about a mom and her kid, blah, blah, blah. Like I... I didn't look at her as, oh, that's a woman I can't identify with. It's just a person, right? Mm -hmm. And Star Wars, even though... Another thing with Star Wars was... That was a first... One of the first movies where this is a movie that very clearly on a superficial level is made for boys that I like too. Mm. Because before then, I I tended to like girlier stuff like Sailor Moon, Barbies, and all this. And then Star Wars came out, and this was something that's very clearly made for men or, quote, boys that I actually like. Mm. That's interesting. So
2: mm-hmm.
4: yeah and later um I think of the second film Princess Leia she becomes like like a general in the Rebel Alliance mm-hmm. yeah. starts um I was just saying Princess Leia in the second film becomes like assumes a more masculine role of becoming uh, like some sort of general or colonel in the Rebel Alliance c- commanding yeah. uh, uh X-wing squadrons and it, it is kind of uh plays this rival character to Han Solo. You know, they have this love-hate relationship that goes on. So, yeah. And uh, sorry, I don't mean to do any marketing for Disney, but uh, yeah, I just saw a headline that Mulan, a story Mm -hmm. about a young woman who uh, assumes a more male role and wants to fight like her male counterparts. It's releasing straight to Disney Plus for $30 in September. Whoa, whatever, I didn't
3: know that um back at me
4: does it cost and 30 dollars to watch or is it included in yeah, that was the budget show
3: problem. who Probably. okay when the trailer ca- when when I what was the last star wars movie The
0: Force goes back to sleep
3: uh, <laughs> I don't Just remember. the last one that had the gatekeepers. at Last Christmas at the end. no Last Christmas Yeah 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 well the 2019 the, the the one that it's it's done the last one Yeah, yeah 2018 no, 19.
4: Well, 2018, 2019,
3: right? So, anyways, okay. the last Star Wars movie that came out. Um, the Last Jedi? There was a trailer. The, the very for, last Jedi, we promise. There was the Tray Lie. <laughs> tra- tra- revenge of the Tray um, For Mulan. And just watching it in the theater, I thought. This is a live action Disney movie. This was like, okay, if they're gonna do any animated Disney movie in live action, this one. Like, it was just like, why didn't why wasn't this the first one where it's like, let's make a live action version of this? Like this just makes sense. Fucking swords, kung fu, war, Muse LA. I was like, oh my god. did I'm gonna see that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even like Mulan that much when it came out. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I agree. It was very exciting to see that it was like something new and And it not had just the, like a repeat. the symphony version of Reflection Show yes. where you can, like, you recognize that. Dude, dude. Do, do, do. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. But wait, 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 $30. Masculinity. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. September hold on, hold on, 4th. hold
1: on. I, 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 I want to just take a moment to get, again, get open and vulnerable and honest. What uh, defines your body. own masculinity? I want to answer that. Take some time with that because I feel that if we're making any connection to cinema and what it means that we can easily understand, oh, okay, I remember seeing that in a movie or like this. And so what what defines your masculinity right now? A that,
3: that's person. a hard question. That's a hard question. I could define my humanity more than my masculinity.
4: Yeah, that's a hard one because it certainly changed over time. But I guess for me, it means... Uh, You know, being able to uh, help and support your family Uh, Mm -hmm. because right now my my dad's a retired pensioner and and widow and my brother just graduated from school. So I'm pretty much the sole breadwinner of the household helping to pay for groceries and rent and buy it. That's an an interesting answer because there's a value
0: in there being a breadwinner, which could also be like a human characteristic if you were... Female, which it also, masculinity always seems to be up against. There Would there be masculinity without femininity? Like, would there be mm-hmm. good without bad? Right.
4: Yeah, because right now, yeah, we live in 2020, right? And I, I, we're viewing more gender as a construct and not as these fixed things where men and women should behave in these binary um, ways. You know, women are like this, men should be this way. No, it's becoming much more muddier and unclear, especially in this age where people are redefining their gender and people are declaring themselves to be But But okay, I don't, don't want to get too yeah. deep in
1: that. I, I was curious about like you. I liked your answer that, okay, I take some identity from being the breadwinner of the house mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in a masculine sense. Is there anything else that would define masculinity for you like that?
4: I don't know. That's kind of a long, complicated uh, question yeah. but yeah you know just being reliable and just being there for your friends and family they're, they're traits yeah. that easily could be applied to a well, woman right and um uh, okay. shouldn't all people strive to help and provide yeah. for their families and it's um especially in alberta when so many men are losing their jobs and they worked in the trades or oil and they're no longer the red winner in the family and right Um, you you know, women are entering careers where they're becoming managers and executives and they may have men reporting to them. So yeah, it's a really interesting question, but uh, I don't know. I grew up in the 1980s, 1990s where there's a lot of action movies and Mm. there's um, usually with dudes who um, were just trying to kick ass and defeat the enemy and be there for their military unit or their special forces units, you know. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You did, some, you did movies,
1: some military training. Movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, what, what, uh, you get anything from that?
4: Yeah, I guess you. You know, like I grew up watching a lot of war movies, especially Vietnam war era movies, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, there's always a sense that to be in the military, you have to be tough and ripped and and hardened and mm-hmm. gun crazy uh but no no it's it's just a lot of the military is just being a team player and being real chill and relaxed and calm especially when shit hits the fan and um just being reliable and being there for your team and helping your buddy out and kicking ass and returning fire to protect your uh your brothers in arms you, your sisters in arms too women are now able to fight in the front line your siblings
0: in limbs I think
4: S- siblings and term. limbs that's right <laughs>
3: 2020. i, I always, am woke i always felt like and i still feel this like this hasn't really changed kind of my least favorite movies of any genre is the action movies and always as a little kid i always remembered other little boys Loved movies with explosions and all and I love a good explosion. I love action movies. I love a certain type of action movie but I still as I I just always feel like this is so stupid. This is so fucking stupid. Like other kids would talk about like, oh, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. And I thought you're fucking stupid. Mortal Kombat. Why do you like this stupid bullshit? I love those movies. I always well. thought that. And like, I, I I still feel like that, like Die Hard. This is so stupid. Mm. And there's, there's, I'm sure if you looked under my movie choices with a lens, you would find stupid movies. Showgirls. Stupid. Right? 2001. But, Right, show you, you, You've shut your <laughs> horror mouth right the fuck now. <laughs> but, like, I just... I know what you're saying I, I, I don't understand it and still it's like oh this is an action movie I'm like who the fuck cares if it's not like an action movie that's if like if Jean-Claude it's, Van Damme has
0: his shirt on I am not watching exactly <laughs>
3: it, uh, And luckily and he doesn't usually there's some okay Terminator I love Terminator right And that but is I that don't one of those I movies. don't look at that as an action this is a science fiction film and yes. not an action movie mm-hmm. or Mandy I don't see that as an action movie <laughs> at all anything that's horror forget about it not action I wouldn't besmirch horror by calling it action. Do you
0: like Mission Impossible 1? No.
3: It's not really an <laughs> no. action. No, and I love, that's Brian yeah. De Palma. That's Brian De Palma. Well, no, John Woo? No, no Brian. No, no, he no, did no. number two. Like, she was an action I, movie,
0: but one is just like a spy espionage. And You're like oh, right. Apocalypse
3: Now, that's not an action movie. No. That's a war movie. Yeah, But I, there are a lot of action elements in it.
1: Yeah, but but there's, gun, but there's war, if you're going to say
3: anything that has a little bit of violence is actually it's just I I hate I hate it. I hate I hate.
0: I want to I want to I think I I want to speak to that because mm. I that that it's a hard question to define your masculinity, but the masculinity in movies that has always appealed to me is also at odds with the action hero, the the reluctant hero cop. I I was watching Empire Strikes Back recently thinking as a kid I always thought, oh, like I see why Han Solo is the coolest person ever, but I'm not that guy. I'll never be that guy. I'm I'm mm-hmm. John Wayne is unfeasible. It's 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 nonsensical. Clint Eastwood is doesn't make sense. Nobody's really like that. And the people that are complete dicks. What I like is the masculinity that appealed to me was more queer but but heterosexual masculinities like the Joker or Robin Hood from the animated yeah. Robin Hood, who cross dresses yeah. and kisses on the mouth, it doesn't give a fuck. It just seemed much more secure that mm. that that traditional masculinity like John Wayne and the searchers seems so insecure to me. That yeah. You have to define your masculinity based on your violence and your your might is right. James Dean is a perfect example. I love the masculinity of James Dean, this private weirdo who yeah. who wasn't like the super macho Marlon Brando or mm. even like Rock Hudson, who is actually gay and real. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was more mm-hmm. weird and artsy and he would he would Ooh. smoke cigarettes with Eartha yeah. Kit and take pictures and Yeah. I like that oh. style mm. so much.
3: Can we all appreciate Eartha Kit for just 5 seconds? Mm. You'll never catch me Batman right, no. a, Okay. A kit? Uh, uh Cat woman from the like When Adam, you the said TV that, show. I don't know why it popped in my head, but we're going to figure it out.
0: A race car just by one What the, the our fuck house. was that?
3: Killer <laughs> <laughs> <It could> B. <be. laughs> It sounds like a the fucking Millennium Falcon. Okay, um, it was a millennial Falcon. Uh, millennial Falcon. Masculinity, femininity, just, just, all those things. Doctor Frankenfurter in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Haven't seen it. What? What? No, I haven't seen it. Tim Kerr, uh, maybe one of the best performances, performances of all time. And Edmund, have you seen it? I've seen parts of it. I guess and I it's just Sarandon. me and Andy talking now. <sighs> okay. Susan Sarandon at her hot uh, ass. <laughs> that movie is so much a, a representation of of if I'm going to define my gender, what I would kind of want to be. Like, that's confidence. You want to be Tim? Yes. That's, that's, that's a power. And if we're going to apply it to this a masculinity of just like, yeah, Fuck you! And here's the great thing about that too: at the beginning of the movie, he's the villain, and by the end of it, he's the hero. That that that's masculinity in a movie, how it should be, be portrayed. I don't give a fuck.
0: I don't give a fuck. It was such brash subversion. Where I, I yeah, also, also really love. I love subversion of of those masculine Yeah, totally. But I also like the more gentle subversion where it's not as in your face. It's like yeah. the trickery of a... And
3: of like an at the beginning of it, he's the villain. At the end of it, like he's the hero. Mm-hmm. And like not, not a lot of movies, frankly, do that. It's the same anti-hero throughout, same villain yeah. throughout. That movie does it so well. That movie plays with gender so well and has aged depending on how you ask, either terribly or very well, which I think speaks to something. In the MTV remake, Laverne Cox played Dick, Dr. Frankenfurter. So it, it, it's complicated.
0: Right. One other example of masculine ideals subverted by a story is in Goodwill Hunting, where at the end of the movie, he being this sort of tough guy trying to figure out his place in the world has to break his own cycle of trauma and maladjustment, and admit that he was wrong, and go at the end yeah. say sorry. The implication is that he has to go apologize to this person he loves who he hurt because he's he's broken. He has yeah. to have this breakthrough with the therapist again, and back.
3: that's double hard because he's in Boston, you know, and yeah. he's in Scrappettus. You
0: have to get the fuck out of there. You
3: had to get the fuck out of there. <laughs>
0: Get in yeah. the car. Drive away. Get in the car.
3: Hey. Sorry. Sorry. I got to go
0: see about a gal. Yeah. always a girl.
3: Look at this fucking Faget over here. And I'm like, Dosh. that's just how they say, hey, mom. Hey, mom. Yeah. They called their mom Faget. <laughs> <laughs> In so plus. so, what,
1: what, but what I'm what i hearing, and this is just like let's let's play the let's play the male, that's Gerardo's
3: version of okay. Advocate. So anyways, no 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 no.
1: I wanted, I want to address what you have been talking about. Okay, and that is that, you know, to, you I, I simply asked what defines your masculinity, and we were bringing in examples of like film and how we can interpret that and how we digest it, but still, like to me, it feels like there's still even if we're subverting it. We need to like what is it? identify what that is. And we have in ways, oh, it's liking explosions. It's liking this like high energy expression of maleness. But, you know, like I think it's, it is a tough question. Like, what, what defines me as a man, as a, as a, as a masculine man? Uh, there's a lot that goes in there. So I would just wanted to share how I feel I define it and then maybe <laughs> some examples that I feel because
3: I, I feel like it's 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 an incredibly hard question to answer cuz i i don't find myself regularly asking it and i think most of the people here don't no yeah no. is there anything that defines i'm not i'm not having a go at you i'm not trying to push back but like is, like what does what and if we're wrapping it in the context of a movie podcast what would define your femininity like yours, because we, we do have both of those to an extent. So, so
1: here's, here, here's my experience growing with two women in the household, brothers that left early and started their own families. You know, I feel like a lot of my personality and who I am has been molded and defined by these two women, my mother and my sister. Mm -hmm. And not having so many male figures daily at the basic, simple things or like to learn to shave or to learn to drive these were women that were teaching me these things so i feel like i have a better understanding of what femininity is it's this nurturing it's this caring it's this like selflessness about caring for others and this deep sense of love uh, for your family and your friends and this See, but steadiness and being there that's
3: not always cuz i got so much of that from my dad and i have to say well that so, everyone brings up the oh Dad, t- my dad never taught me how to shave. I f- I just figured it out one day. Yeah, same yeah. here. Like he yeah, was like- always
4: a shift worker. So he usually worked like the night shifts, graveyard shifts, so I would barely see him unless he would wake up in the middle of the day to have lunch and then he'd go back to sleep because he had to be at work by you know 8 p.m., 12 p.m. or wow. 12 a.m. Oh. So yeah
3: I just learned how to shave because at like 10, I had a five o'clock shadow. And my dad probably <laughs> said, this kid's on his own. Like he can figure it out. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: No, see, that's very interesting. I, I have no context for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't grow in that environment. My context was women getting ready, having everything, their accoutrements, their shaving legs. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a totally different world. Even my brothers, when they would get ready, it was all in private. I was never allowed. There I was never allowed in their rooms. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was like a lonely, sunk, sanctimonious moment when I get to watch movies in their bedrooms, mm-hmm. and then I would see these posters of like women Alien and, and the doors, yeah, and like, <laughs> and it was a totally world for me as like a curious young boy wanting to know what that meant in some implicit way. You know, that's all I had, right? So that that's why going back to earlier when I was like. It, it's fucked up that i had to get all of this from films because i had no context to say oh my dad actually couldn't take time to teach me to shave because he had to work the night shift or my dad didn't do it either right yeah. i i have no context for any of that and so i extrapolate that to many other things in my life not just not just shaving not just simple things like that but like being a caretaker what does being a breadwinner mean to me you know In in some simple way, there's still some sense of that that I hold and linger to. It's like, oh, I have to be the man of the house. I'm literally the only man in the house, and it has been that way for so long. And I've wrestled with, oh, does that need to be a provider, a carer, uh, the leader of the household? Mm -hmm. And in many ways, I've seen there be a lack of leadership because I haven't stepped into that role. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of talking about, about a thousand different points here. Oh no! No, I think the good. sweetest. Yeah, um, it all depends
4: on your lived experience, right? Yeah. Like everyone's mm. experience. Like like Andy, uh, you lost your dad when you were a teenager, and I imagine coming more of age, and then you mm. grew up without your father, Gerardo. But for me and uh, Kyle, we're fortunate that we've had our dads in our lives. But at the same time, I didn't really. My dad's was like I said, he was a shift worker, so it's not like he, you know, taught me driving or taught me how to shave or.
0: He didn't teach you t- 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 how to drive?
4: Uh, no. Um, I learned that I, largely
3: I, through the military. I, 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 still, and I still don't, don't drive. drive. Yeah, same. Yeah,
4: like yeah, everyone And we thinks, both have
3: dads. And we both <laughs> have cars.
4: <laughs> or have dads who have cars. But yeah. yeah, yeah like, oh, like, kind of this, uh,
3: parallels. One,
4: <laughs> yeah, But yeah, there's kind of this expectation that there's always this father figure that's always present in our lives and will teach us all these things and life skills. But not everyone you know, has dad, like I never played sports with my dad and mm-hmm. I get really envious of kids who, who go swimming or mountain biking yeah. and do all these great sports. But see, I, the yeah. desire is still
1: there. No. Oh
4: yeah. Yeah. And if I have kids, I, I'm definitely going to go mountain biking and swimming and the desire, well, right. the be desire a to do sports athlete, or right? have someone
3: play that, the the catch with you. Yeah. The catch, the my, my, really like, catch. My dad would play catch with me when I wanted to, but most of the time he knew here's the like, he knew Kyle doesn't want to play catch and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of the memories I have with my dad is is talking because he knew wow. that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to talk and make jokes about and like like talk about more grown-up stuff. I was quite precocious and like and he knew if Kyle wants to play catch, he has a sister who can teach him how to play catch. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, my sister's not a tomboy, but she was the one that I played catch with, and mm-hmm. we were both terrible at it and still terrible at it, but that's who we played catch with. and mm-hmm. are those Velcro things. Yeah. Oh, fun. Velcro <laughs> yeah. mitts.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, like, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm, I guess what I'm, like, trying to get at is, like, regardless of how we grow up, with or without a father, or having him for a short period in our lives, there's still this like hunger to define ourselves as men, right? Mm-hmm. There's still this hunger to design our masculinity in some way, even if it is a, ultimately a subversion of what we think masculinity is. Um, so that—that's my curiosity. I really I wonder want if to
0: that's r- more pronounced for you because you felt this internalized lack. Whereas, if if a, a father figure is there, even if they're not as present as they're expected to be then 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 you don't wonder about right. this masculine influence on your life shaping right. your life whereas if you 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 had a you had a mother and a sister as your primary mm-hmm. influences and caregivers so you've you've thought a lot about this like absent male figure
3: in yeah. your life you know that clarity that you see only when you're drinking i feel like talking about the shaving and earlier talking about every episode talking about the Simpsons. Um, mm-hmm. I, I one scene just came into my mind and I've been thinking about it the past five or 10 minutes and now it's been solidified how it's so important to all this. Um The early Simpsons episode where Homer thinks he's going to die or has been told you're going to die in like so many days. Right. Right. And he doesn't tell Bart or Lisa that he's going to die, but at some point he says, okay, I I have to get all these memories in before I die, and one of the things is I have to teach Bart how to shave. Aww. and And um, so he's trying to teach Bart how to shave I and think, for I think that's Bart where I learned how to shave yeah 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 same. <laughs> really like and if you bleed and have yeah the little, <laughs> oh the little paper towel yeah, yes so paper towel. and <laughs> for Bart it's just so he thinks this is so ridiculous because number one I why aren't you teaching me this when I actually have to learn how to shave And so he's like, it's so funny because he's shaving. And he's like, and then you take a little bit of toilet paper for here (laughs) and here and here, anywhere you're bleeding and here. And he's like, and then you put on aftershave. And he's like, (laughs) and that's how you shave. (laughs) And it's so that it brings, it just made me think of like, aha, because We, you were, you didn't grow up with a dad. So for you, the idea of um, my dad would teach me how to shave. That's a very sentimental moment. But for me, it it didn't even happen. Mm. Not that I didn't have a present dad. He would have taught me how to shave if I asked him, but it just never happened. Uh, same with Edmund, and it was The Simpsons that kind of taught us that, that story. Yeah, like, wow. he had a dad, the dad tried to care, he, he tried to have this moment, yeah. but the moment wasn't there, mm-hmm. you know. And if anything, yeah. it was just funny how he was trying to teach Bart how to shave, and Bart wasn't taking it seriously. He was trying to take it seriously, but like kept cutting himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, I love that moment. I remember like once when I cut myself, I tried it and I was like, does this work? Does it like, but then it would like coagulate and then you'd like rip it off and it'd still bleed. And I was like, wait, this is not working. Yeah. But I remember that vividly taking it from the Simpsons. Mm -hmm. And then as a doll, we
3: realized you just like live with the cuts. And then thank God we reached an era where we didn't have to shave.
2: Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah. And L beards
3: are (laughs) cool and. It's cool to have... I think they were kind of on the way out looking around the room, though.
1: We're all clean.
3: Yeah.
0: I just like eating pussy.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it depends what part of the body, right? Lots of people like to be clean-shaven in other places. You know, Mm
3: -hmm. when you say to someone, do you mind if I give you analangus if I have a mustache? And the, the person says... Which
2: mustache?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which mu- because there's there's hair on there's hair around your anus, and well, let's oh, you okay. shave
4: it off. you yeah.
3: can shape it into a mustache. You can sh- you can mm. shape it into a mustache.
0: A thinner mustache, mm. kind you of can a can Shape
3: it into a mustache. How did we go from a super sentimental Simpsons moment to this? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because um, I was yeah. too uncomfortable with this kind of masculinity. So what I made was it gross. <laughs>
3: what was Homer's thing that he had to teach Lisa about? It I, doesn't he just get drunk?
1: I can't recall. <laughs> this, yeah, no, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I, I mean,
1: like, why why the topic intrigues me is yeah, you know, I didn't grow up with a father. I had I had brothers that like you know took me on adventures. They took me camping. We would go hiking. They taught me how to do stuff. They took me in cars. They let me drive when I was young. You know, they, they showed me a side of I never did any of
3: that with my dad. But I, like, Right. like my dad was present.
1: My, my, point is, my point is that, like, I feel at least one aspect of my own masculinity is the sense of adventure. You know, this sense of, like, wanting to search out and find something more. I mean, my, my sister and my mother don't have the same thing. That is like they're not like gung-ho to go out camping all the time and hiking and go into the wilderness and all that And I Mm -hmm. associate that like small little activity with wilderness and adventure, but more so than that I mean, I I, I've gone to study abroad. I'll, I'll just go travel on a whim and them not so much and I'm not saying that's like a Particularly feminine thing but at least in my context of how I've grown up it has been and so at least the sense of like adventure and wonder I feel like that has something to do with how I feel I identify my own masculine sense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I'm not saying that that's what it should be for everybody or that's what everyone else it's, is. It's
3: a weird thing because that's valid and that's true. But like the most outdoorsy person in my family of four, it was always my sister. She was the mm-hmm. most outdoorsy. She's in a lot of uh, in a lot of ways the most high maintenance. Mm. But she was also always the most, let's look at trees pick up rocks, wow. do all, right. she wasn't tomboyish, but she was always into nature and let's go over there. Let's do this. Let's do that. Interesting. And she was all like very much an older brother mm. in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Did you wrestle? Uh, well, <laughs> we didn't, it's not, I, I always had this picture. Oh, if I had an older brother wrestling would be fun. Fun, but with my sister it was always just violent wow oh. it was always just violent. Vi- and my sister wasn't sure a violent but like okay if there's two siblings of a fairly close age
4: uh, how much older is your, si- your older sister? she's
3: 18 months right irish oh, wow. tw- irish twins right irish twins. <laughs> so um if you have two kids that are basically the same age of either gender. They're going to fight, and they're going to hurt each other. And, like, at some point, I got bigger than her because of genetics, puberty, gender, blah, blah, blah. But, like, before that, we would just, like, kids are violent. And, like, we weren't violent. We didn't fight a lot. It was usually just cattiness to each other. But when we did, we wouldn't wrestle, but there there would be the threat of violence. Mm-hmm. There'd be the threat of violence, right? And it's weird because at some point I was the little brother. And then there was a period where we were like, I was getting to the size where I could almost take her. And even when I was still like as big of her or just a little bit big of her, bigger than her, it still felt like, uh, that's my big sister. Like I was still a little bit afraid of her and I'm still afraid of her. <laughs> Mm -hmm.
1: so then like
3: i was never afraid of my dad hmm. because he was he was he was kind of even though my mom is very much motherly and very much the the mom and i love you like uh, my dad was kind of always the more sensitive one in a lot of ways Mm -hmm.
1: so why is it easy to define like characteristics of a woman and femininity but But not masculinity
3: maybe it's not maybe we're just we're just approaching it that way because there's four men here right maybe four women would have more difficulty defining femininity that's that's but they wouldn't necessarily define they would have more difficulty defining masculinity. kind of like
0: kind of like how it seems like you have a slightly clearer picture than the three of us are able to provide about masculinity cuz you think about I
1: don't think so. Or, or, or no? do I think we, it's imagined and I've made we, it up from films. Uh, do we ascribe so, uh, Do we ascribe it We, we to, uh, all did. We we all kind of did. Sorry. We What did you say
4: Admit? I was just saying uh, do we ascribe femininity and masculinity to physical characteristics? So It's with great femininity, question. right? Yeah, you know um, I know, I fucking Like do. like childbearing hips, hourglass figure mm-hmm. um, a voluptuous bosom Awesome. Um, but of course, not everyone, not every woman has an hourglass figure or um, shapely breast mm-hmm. or or um, childbearing hips, right? So,
1: is there any like one characteristic we can like agree on that is masculine? I'm just curious. Like now, I'm just curious. I don't
3: know. I feel like we'll get in trouble. Why not?
4: because it's 2020 you can offend anyone and i i don't want to wait why why is it such a fear i I I don't want to be callous
3: with that statement i don't want to be callous with that statement it's difficult talking it's difficult talking about gender because um there's a few things number one we certainly don't want to be transphobic and a lot of times when people talk about gender uh, people will interpret it and and have a podcast where there's humor involved um people will sometimes uh, i understand there's knee-jerk reactions where people will be hurt and think they're attacking me because they're talking about gender there's there's jokes being exchanged Mm -hmm. um it's it's difficult to talk about that's fair but like where's the sensitivity for every other joke we've had
1: just just being honest like we've been racist we've been sexist we've been well I don't homophobic. know I feel, I feel, like, where why there's there's no trans there's
3: no transgender people here too like I feel Fair. like I feel like a lot of homophobic like kind of homophobic jokes can be made but, in my presence because wait. I feel like it's it's coming from a certain place in which maybe if we had a transgendered person at this table, um, would we there be would be the like same centuries. ease. There that, would be the that's same fair. ease. You that's know? fair.
1: I'm not trying to argue against that. I think, like, I th- I think you can still have a discussion about masculinity and what makes you a man, regardless of whether there's a trans. I feel like here we've
3: not, we've gone very off topic in this film podcast.
1: I don't know. I think <laughs> it's like integral to our Ooh. experience and what we watch and what we like. I, I think. I think it's. I don't know. I like hearing your guys' experience is actually edifying me quite a bit. I don't know. I'm loving it. Uh, I'm loving this guy's the fucking yeah, McDonald's, McDonald's in the early 2000s. Cause this bitch <laughs> is still
3: fucking loving it. I mean, it's
1: just like, I, I don't know if I'm the only one. I, again, I feel like I'm just like trying to understand what a man is, but we like, can even say, "Oh a man, a man is this, a man is this because then we ultimately have to go, "Oh, but let's see how that's subverted in films or I didn't grow up like that so it's actually subverted for this wine and I that's feel fine. Like, I and feel that's like, fine. I feel like but like
3: everything comes back to movies with us Yeah, and it does M- you know I think most of our conversations are related to not not necessarily cinema but film
1: I think like why I'm like continuing on this is that like it's a deep question for me because I don't even know how to answer. Like, what is a man? What is like a masculine part of me that I can stand by and say? Because again, everything I felt has been influenced by the women in my life and the films I've watched, and I don't even know how much credence there is to that. So that's why I'm like standing here, just dying for this question because I, some ways, don't know. know, Well, you won't, you won't get an answer if if a certain
3: aspect of our personality and or morals, uh, ideas we gained from a movie instead of from, Oh God, like, like a uh, person to person interaction. Does that make it less valid? Does everything, does every moral, every part of our moral, moral fiber being uh fiber of our being have to be, from uh, a person to person interaction, can't we learn from movies? Does it, is that so shallow that we learn something from a movie, from a TV show instead of a vague story we heard we heard from our grandma when she was dying, like? Like, like I feel I feel like there's too much emphasis placed on person to person interaction and any any interaction, any moral lesson, anything we get from, frankly, where most people learn the most from television, from movies, from radio, from the Internet, from pornography is it so bad to to say that a lot of our morality was derived from that instead of our interactions with people when frankly a lot of times it's difficult to learn things from people but it's it's easy to to learn a valuable lesson from a movie
0: yeah but i but i think that 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 is kind of a false dichotomy i don't think it's you learn things from media or you learn things from people to people, you're implying that's it's like stories. I think that the deepest moral lessons... Sure, we get moral lessons from movies and stories and people, but I think the real deep ones are from our own experience. What, Times what, where we lie what do, and, what, and, f- and feel the, the other people's... The harm that it causes other people.
3: What What changes our choices and therefore our experiences more than the media we consume?
1: I think personal interaction.
3: Again, my own is...
1: Like I agree, our, I agree with our, what you our said.
3: personal interactions not uh, necessarily derived, influenced from the media we consume, whether it be television, internet, movies?
1: Yes, but no, because again, a lot of my early experiences as a child with my mother, I didn't watch a movie to see that. I didn't see TV to show me how my mother loved me. And a lot of those movies, and even the imagery I want to recreate now, is really based on a lot
3: of that. I feel. I feel like. I had three parents like my mom, my dad and and movies right and I would, television. I would agree. Oh, well, and I don't I, guy I'm guy not guy. saying that as a negative cynical thing. Right. through the 80s, 90s there was all this cynicism about movies. Oh movies, <laughs> movies are bad television, right. advertising uh, uh. <laughs> and I'm just sick of it. I'm just sick of it. Movies but, but like, are we'll not something to roll our eyes at. Television advertising. But,
1: but Kyle, we're well past that.
3: But they say it, they it I, don't, in, think it, it I don't think in, we are. I don't think we are. I don't think we are. It
0: is interesting to note though because they, there there is that hysteria about television when it proliferated like crazy. There is that hysteria about movies there's that hysteria about video games now there was that hysteria about novels when they came out yeah in it literature hysteria
3: about i think i books, think it's right? i think that it's that deeper than that is the point yeah. is this whole time you've been trying to define things and and i feel like i feel like i don't know if i'm right about i feel like there's this false yearning about I. Uh, I didn't have a dad, so I tried to learn masculinity through. Mo- and I'm, not, I'm not having a go at you. I'm not. I'm not trying to be mean, yeah, yeah. but I feel like that's not necessarily the bad end of the story. I feel like movies you can you can learn how to be a great dad and a great person from movies mm-hmm. in a way that a, a lot of the people I know who didn't have dads who were present or had shitty dads, they had to learn it from movies and had to learn it from TV and, frankly, have turned out way better men than I have. I had a great dad. I still have a great dad. And I'm a a horrible person. And I feel (laughs) like so many people... No, you're not. I am in a lot of ways. Just kidding. And you, someone who didn't have a present dad... I feel like you've turned out much better as a man. Well,
1: let me, let me just pause that. Like, I'm, like I don't I don't think it's helpful to like compare, because like you know, we we could both sit here and compare whatever qualities about how good or bad yeah. we are. That's that's not the point. I think I I see what you're saying in that like oh my, kind of journey and perspective is like from this fatherlessness, if you will, and that's fair. You know, that's definitely fair. But nonetheless, like this. As you said, you know, it's like, what, why is it so bad to want those things and derive them from media, from movies? Again, I don't feel that's fundamentally bad, but I'd, I'd, I, just, I would prefer a father. If, if you were to Aww, ask me, I would no. just prefer my history to being grown up with a father. And it's that simple. It's not about what's right, what's wrong, what's better. Uh, yes, there, there are probably, there's some empathy I probably unlocked because I watched amazing films and grew up the way I did. I would give all that up. To grow up with a father,
4: did you feel a lot of envy when you watched films that you not really,
1: not really. This is like in the past, like six years that it's been like like when you watched. Gerardo,
3: I have to, I, I really have to say this. Mm -hmm. What you missed from having a dad, you got so much from having a great mom and a great, great Mm -hmm. sister and great older brothers, and. A lot of the things that you think you would have got from a dad are really just things you 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 maybe thought you saw in The Simpsons. I I I like and and I'm I'm might be talking out of my ass. A lot of times, again, I had two parents who were very present, and I feel like I'm the least put together of anyone. And you are probably. The most put together. And there's there's a lot of other people in my life who didn't grow up with a dad and are so much more put together than me. So much more put together than me. And have so many more fatherly qualities and have almost been my dad mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I collect father figures and I have one. Mm-hmm. You don't seem like someone who collect. If anything, you seem like you collect little brother figures, like fucking idiots, like me. I mean, I, not again. Not to address that. I don't. I don't
1: want to get into the realm of comparison. I. I think because to me, the discussion is still about. Like again, I would. I would. I would prefer. I would. I would have preferred a father. Right. Oh. It doesn't come down to, like, oh, I'm a good person
3: because I'm. I grew up that way. It's like.
1: There's still, like, no, I, one, I, I, no I would, one
3: is saying that. No one is saying that. No I, one's calling you a martyr because
1: you. No, no, like, no. Yeah, that, that's not what I'm trying to get at either. I uh, think I just wanted to say, like, I, I, uh, sorry, I kind of lost my thought there. But you're saying about,
3: <laughs> um, things are getting raw. I was trying to bring levity to the situation.
1: So, I think, like, all, all I was, like, trying to say was that, you know, even though I would definitely agree with you in that perspective, in looking at me about how I grew up and who I've become, like, that's totally fair and valid, but still there's a yearning there in my own heart, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, given who I've become, okay, I'm a good person. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that point. I'll, I'll stand in that and look at that perspective. Uh, I can think that I'm good from how everyone else sees me, there's still a part of me that wants that. you know. And I don't know what that fully is. I can't articulate that well to say, this is what I'm missing from my own personality and masculinity. But that, that yearning and that hunger is still there.
3: Uh, that's... That's so difficult for me to process as a Leo. but um, <laughs> Because the only thing... I yearn for and want is to like be a big film director. Mm. And that that's really the only thing that I'm yearning for because it felt like everything else I got Mm. every other relationship I wanted, I got and have been great. But like, that's the only, since I was like five, I wanted to be a big film director. Mm It feels like you have too much to yearn for because you, you're you still kind of yearning for a father figure and also to be a big cinematographer. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where the pain comes from. It's like, okay, if you're saying, hey, you don't even really need a dad. Like, that's putting it very simply. But, you know, what yeah, you're saying yeah. to me is like, and, hey, yeah. you're good with that one, right? I would agree. Actually, I agreed with you for the majority of my life. But now that I'm like going into my older age, I'm like, it, th- like do you see where the pain comes from? I think
3: someone needs to become a dad now. Uh, Edmund, <laughs> turn on the sexy guys, music <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, and back to the lover. Um, we
4: gotta start procreating, all of us.
3: Uh,
1: that's a whole other kind of worms. How can I procreate if I don't even know who, who's okay? Know? Okay, <laughs> to bring it, easy. Uh, <laughs> I,
3: I think we gotta end the podcast at some point. Who's who's the best dad you saw in a movie? The, the the like that's Good. A, that's that hmm. that's a that's great a, dad. A or or why don't we open it up a bit more? The best parent in a movie. Okay, sure.
4: Um, I
0: think
3: the Mr. most. Mister Rogers was a neighborhood I,
0: babysitter. I yeah, he was everybody's dad. Take and that Grandma question Pop. back and
3: no, sorry, <laughs> sorry.
4: Uh, in a movie or a TV show? Just just Anything. the the, Anything. the the
3: moving pictures.
4: I think one of my favorite. Uh, Father Son movies was Indiana Jones and the Quest for the Holy yeah. Grail. Oh yeah, where uh, Sean, Sean Connery, Connery plays <laughs> the older, senior Jones, and uh, just such a great dynamic, right? Because um, they really compliment they really complement each other, and uh, Indiana is afraid of snakes, and I think the the the, the dad doesn't mind snakes, but the dad is like afraid of rats, and yeah, you know they <laughs> play off each other's fears and insecurities and they i like that
1: a... they slept with the same german woman right is that the one german woman
4: what oh, is that it, isn't that that, that, that old I... trope
3: the <laughs> father and the son fuck the same german isn't woman, that you know i don't remember isn't that
4: in
1: the I swear
3: it is, or is that the Last um, Crusade? I think the last time I. I saw think this is a movie you years. made up in your mind. No, no, no that's some Oedipal dream you, you That's have. the Last Crusade.
4: <laughs> I gotta watch that movie again. It's been like over twenty, thirty. Listen, years okay, okay. we it.
3: all want to see Sean Connery and Harrison Ford fuck the same German woman. It's it's only <laughs> uh, natural. No
4: offense to any woman of German descent or origin. You're None at all. So a compliment a to every the- German woman. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry, Andy. <laughs>
2: I forgive you.
3: <laughs> you're 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 German, right? Yes, but I'm not a German one. But not so but not, not as we've addressed before, not Mormon German, hippie German. That's right. Yes. Oh.
1: Okay.
0: There is there is in my mind one and only one undisputed father of television. I'll give you a hint.
2: Uh <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: <laughs> Great one, <Yeah>. <laughs> Who the two greatest Wilsons? One we never see most of his body, and the other is a fucking ball.
4: <laughs> Are we talking about like Mr. Wilson from Dennis the Menace? No, no, talk- I'm talking Mr. about Wilson, Wilson. from
3: Wilson. and then the Wilson Ball from the w- Wilson Ball
4: We're related Oh right, okay.
3: Ball- uh, from uh, Castaway, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Got some That's more. That's a Wilson.
1: really good one. I watched a lot of that and I loved how funny he was. He had his own, he has like, you know, had his own tools. And it oh, I,
3: speaking of tools, we all wanted to see JTT. Yeah. Jonathan yeah, yeah. Taylor Thomas. Yeah, every, every world's gr- hottest boy. Every girl <laughs> when I was a kid, she, JTT. You know, the JTT nice Thomas. Yeah. yeah. I, the remember, fucking flip um, hair.
4: I was in grade seven at the time and a girl had like a little like folder with his face and i don't know she would cry during music <laughs> <class> <laughs> because she wasn't with
0: jonathan taylor
4: thomas <laughs> Damn. And, you know these girls were like 11 12 years old at yeah. the time it was the mid 90s but yeah that'd how- be a
0: weird type of fandom that'd be a weird type of fame to have your jtt and all these 11 year old girls weep just at the thought yeah. of you be messed <laughs> <up> <laughs> that would these. feel awesome <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay, so Edmund, uh, uh father, a parental figure, best one made you feel warmest. Oh, Cinemas. I,
4: yeah, I'm trying to remember because Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is the movie that comes to mind, but I think the most touching one uh for me um is Big Fish by Tim Burton. Uh-huh. Uh wow. yeah, have you guys all seen it? Yes. Oh, I mean, Albert Finney. No, no. But basically it's about this uh the, this writer, um he has like I can't recall the plot. It's been a few years, but I think he has like writer's block, and his father is dying of some sort of illness, and he his father is like on his deathbed, but he's his father is still conscious and is able to talk about his life. But there are all these larger than life tales mm. of how he survived the war and had relationships with exotic circus women, and went on to do all these larger than life things in life and it's just such a touching film because even though the stories may not be true that the characters are real people and that was probably the most touching film for me because he's literally writing his dad's memoirs and capturing his story as his dad is Um, you can probably all figure out what happens at the end it's a sad but but happy movie so that was probably the most touching movie you know having a father who could tell you all these Larger than life tales, and and in a way, because I'm spending more time with my dad after the loss of my mom, um, my dad's been telling me a lot of stories of of how he's been growing up, and some of them are stories that he's been telling me all his life for the past for for my entire life. But you know, he he's told some stories like probably ten or twenty times. (laughs) That's something I encountered when I went to Peru, and I. Met this eighty-two-year-old man who was, uh, we were vacationing in the, in the Amazon, and his younger thirty-something daughter was there. And then this man would tell me this story. It seemed like a larger-than-life, but a very interesting, enchanting story. And then afterwards, his daughter was like, "Yeah, that's the twentieth time I've heard that story before." <laughs> yeah. But you're such a patient man, Edmund, and I really appreciate you listening. And here's my daughter. You know,
1: <laughs> is that what he said? <laughs>
4: I wish. She was (laughs) such a beautiful lady. Mm. (laughs) Um, I wonder if she'll listen to this
3: podcast. (laughs) Maybe. You should send it to her. This isn't in Spanish. (laughs) Edmundo Rotea. (laughs) You didn't... When you introduced me, I'm sorry. You said Kyle Edward. Oh, You had a perfect opportunity to say Eduardo. Eduardo. (laughs) Eduardo. Yeah, I
1: totally (laughs) forgot. I'm sorry. Is
3: there
4: a Spanish
3: eduardo American pelota Kyle? you know how you say That's my name so i know how to say my name in japanese how? Karu. Eduardo <laughs> who,
1: who told um, you that <laughs>
3: I, I googled it obviously <laughs> um uh parents movies yeah i go, know go i ahead. know i've ran through this park a billion times but i gotta go back to the simpsons because Those are two great parents who are also terrible at everything, but they're great at being parents. They're great. Like, well, okay, Homer chokes Bart, but there's so (laughs) much. Are you little? (laughs) There's so much sentimentality. There's so much that that it's just so sentimental, and there's nothing wrong with that. And then another thing, and I'm not joking. The Shining, not Jack Torrance, but Wendy Torrance. Like that's so sweet. All right, the
4: the mother, right?
3: That's so sweet. When and and even Jack, like I, I if the, he never went to the hotel, it would have been okay. Um, when when uh, he the. The kid comes out of room 237, and she says, you have to go back upstairs, and then she sees the mark on his neck, and then she turns and says, you son of a bitch. Like, that's very much a a parental strength, being angry about something that happened to your kid, Mm -hmm. being, like, just angry angry and even angry at the other parent about something that happened to the kid and you didn't take this seriously you haven't taken this whole thing seriously Mm -hmm. and then finally mufasa oh you stole mine i gotta come up with a new one. one that's why you can't let me look at the screen no no and yeah sorry yeah i didn't mean to cut you off no that's it that's all i had okay i just wanted to say mufasa uh
1: well yeah I mean that like that yeah I mean not that that is mine Well the one I had in mind was actually I forget his name he just like looks like the ultimate dad What is it? we've talked about this Kurt Russell No no Phil Dunphy it's, No no it's even though you Not like the no,
3: dad like it, it, it like a be. field
1: of dreams Kevin Costner Kevin Costner Is that him
3: Kurt yeah. Russell is basically No no Grown-up Kevin Costner. No, no, I, I don't think it's
1: Kevin Costner. It's someone that looks very close. Oh, is it so it's Kurt Russell. No, shoe, no, no,
3: shoe-less what? Joe? What? It's Kurt Russell. No, it's not Kurt Russell. I know who's looks the like. guy who's not Kurt Russell or Kevin Costner? The other Kevin one. Kevin Spacey. No. no. <laughs> Kevin Federline. He, he's the least <laughs> fatherly of, Kevin, all, of everyone Hart. we've... T- <laughs>
1: Wait, I think i but googled he's pretty this daddy once. guys that look like Kevin Costner. God. Wait, we, we did this. Yes, exactly. We, we fucking one day at work Googled like Kevin
3: Costner. <laughs> uh, now I understand why you were Bacon? laid off. Okay, we're uh, gonna find this. Guys who look like Kevin Costner.
1: Wait, okay, wait, Kevin Costner was gonna fill the dreams, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so it's not
3: him.
0: That was written by an Edmontonian. Really? Whoa, really? Who wrote that? Don Iverson. <laughs>
3: Yo. Hi, this is Don Iverson. Want to come on my tits? <laughs> Hopefully what field he's of not dreams listening. did you see?
1: <laughs> Can't wait. You guys got to help me out with this.
4: What other is this? Oh, I'm not
3: sure. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. on the wait, tip of my tongue. Yeah, I know. Okay. It's like at the tip of my brain. It's not he Kurt. Co- it's not yeah. Kurt Hugh, Russell. It's not Kevin. Co- Can we get Tom on in Hugh, on this? Uh, Hugh Jackman? No. <laughs> Um, hold now on. you're just being fucking it, he's stupid. He's in more films that are like Field of dream esque, like kind of
1: what drama Disney
3: field,
4: films. Field oh. of Dreams.
3: Who is know. Kurt Russell? But not Kevin Costner. Harrison movies Ford. That, no, no. <sighs> Shit. Um, I have to pee. movies like Field of Dreams.
1: What is this dude's name?
3: What else was he in?
1: I'm really trying to find out.
4: Well, let's try to narrow it down. Do you remember what other act movies he was in?
1: I'm really trying super hard.
3: Wait, so it's not Kevin Costner or Kurt Russell? Ro- Jeff no. Bridges. No, Jeff- no, 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 no. Wait, no. how is it not he Jeff in, Bridges? He was in a.
1: I think he was recently in like a Disney movie about running. Disney movie about running.
4: Oh, about the, about like the. Uh, Wait, I I thought I would oh, I
3: think- say Jeff Bridges and you'd be like yes. How is it not Jeff Bridges? No, no. We, okay, that's. We Kevin tapped Costner. the well.
0: Also, I just want to know to fact check the uh, the writer of Field of Dreams, Phil Alden Robinson, and he was not born in Edmonton. He was born in Long Beach, New York. I oh, was given that's practically false inter- Edmonton. Yeah, same <laughs> difference.
4: Maybe you were thinking of Love Story because the director is from Edmonton. Yeah,
3: oh. Arthur Hiller Way. Nice. Yeah.
4: No, no, the director.
3: He also did uh, the one with um, Pryor and Gene Wilder, where they're both blind. Oh, cool. Speak oh. No Evil. That right. That's a stupid, funny movie. I love that movie. It's, it's so it, stupidly it's funny, che- though. Yeah, cheesy, like, the whole right? time you're like, I don't want to <laughs> laugh at this, but it's This so guy.
1: What is his name?
3: Oh, uh, Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Dennis Quaid. Yes, I will uh, I will Dennis there that. you go. Oh, my God. The answer is Dennis Quaid. Okay, so.
1: I don't have like a film, but every time I look at him, I just want him to be my dad <laughs> we're recording uh, we're, we're, yeah. we're
3: recording a podcast can i call you back
4: was it that movie uh frequency that you saw where it, it's i think what what no. is it john cusack i'll plays call you back okay? and he's trying to connect with his dad but his dad has been dead for many years but oh he i remember that yeah like but over the radio
1: that's not quite the one but
4: oh, yeah okay. like
2: that
1: that is definitely but, uh,
4: that is a very father roles. and son I'm movie s- like you watched Gerardo, I'm day. so
3: sorry I let you down and didn't say it was Dennis Quaid.
1: That's okay. I'm trying to see if
3: there's a movie that like
4: as long as you don't get him confused with Randy Quaid.
3: Yeah. Wait, who's Randy Quaid? Uh, it's a totally different Quaid. Rockback Mountain. He's he's cousin, he's almost his, Tom Arnold. Cousin is, hey, he cousin is a lampoon. Isn't that? A, I'm sorry. That's a good description of Randy Quaid. Almost Tom Arnold. Because he because he is is Tom. He's uh, come on.
0: Dennis Quaid is the dad we all want. Tom Arnold is the dad we all have.
3: Randy Quaid. I I swear he's in movies where it's like, wait, was that Tom Arnold? No, wait, it's mm-hmm. Randy Quaid. Okay, maybe <laughs> this is not a universal part of the human experience. No, I don't think they look alike. They do look alike. Randy Edmund, tell, tell Tell Edmund, do something. Yeah, oh, no, no, I see I it. Yeah, no, I see it. As yeah, thank are. you. Thank. That's that's what I fucking thought. Yeah, I can look it up. Wait, Is okay, let's wrap this up. Okay.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, you guys, good for film recommendation for the week.
4: Well, I already have my movie. Watch the uh, Lover. Okay. Um, we'll take that. I don't know if it's on any of the services like Amazon Prime or Netflix. Um. Other than that, I I did see a new release uh, movie, um, too, uh, Color Out of Space. So if you liked Mandy and you're looking for that indie uh, horror film with Nicolas Cage, Color Out of Space is okay. You know, it's about a family living on a farm. they are city slickers. Uh, There's this comet that crashes. Um, it's kind of like um, it reminded me a lot uh, of uh, Annihilation. So, if you liked Annihilation and nice. you know, aliens that did weird things and distorted people's <laughs> views, and you <laughs> want to see some weird imagery, Color Out of Space is in the same vein. And then I also saw uh, Bloodshot, which um, oh. with Vin Diesel, and it's based on a Valiant uh, comic book um, about a guy who plays this elite soldier and then something happens to him. And um, he goes on this on these missions to kill and terminate people when we find out he's been being manipulated the entire time. I won't spoil it for you, but it was an okay popcorn action Vin Diesel movie if you like Fast and the Furious and Triple uh, X and all those other movies that Vin Diesel... If you like Vin Diesel movies, then, then you'll like this one.
1: I do like too. Vin Diesel. <laughs> so you've recommended three movies. Gotcha.
4: Yeah, there you go. So your, <laughs> your weekend is all planned out. Don't it's watch full. any other movies except The Lover, Bloodshot, in Color Out of Space.
3: No, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to that. Watch Norma Ray, Norma which has aged surprisingly well.
0: You know which Sally Field movie, movie hasn't? Not Without My Daughter.
3: Hmm. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? Uh, explain how that Next movie podcast. hasn't aged well. <laughs> Next podcast. No. how hasn't that movie aged well?
0: Because it's about a, an American woman marrying an Arab man, and as soon as they get married, and ta- he takes her back to his home country, he becomes wildly abusive. That's that's by the, the way, that's, by someone, the uh, way, completely
3: the same, uh, based on a true story that actually really? happened. I didn't know that. That actually happened because that happens sometimes where you're with someone, they're great, and then something changes and they're abusive. So don't 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 just say. And that movie took great lengths to be very very accurate. And by the way, Iran after the revolution was not necessarily the place, best place for women. No. And still isn't the best place for women.
0: It didn't foster a lot of good ideas about Iranian men.
3: No, it? absolutely not, but you can't blame the entirety of American policy on a stupid Sally Field movie.
1: I'm not. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to cut that there. Uh, film recommendation, Anthony. I'm really loving I May
0: Destroy You. I think the style is super fresh. I May Destroy You. The, uh, it's super respectful of an od- the audience. It's a new HBO show. They have plot points that are dropped in just like a second. It's not precious about really important moments in, in the show. If, if you blink, you might miss things, but why would you? It just like sucks you in and you're like on, a, on, a, on, on River Rapids the whole time. Wow. But you, but it feels like it's super stylish, but it doesn't feel like it's super stylish. It's just like, I don't want to spoil anything. Just that, that's my recommendation. I may okay. destroy you. HBO Plus. Ooh. Nice. So good.
3: I'm going to have to watch this.
4: You HBO Plus?
3: Are you I need somebody else's login. Another in? quick oh, oh. recommendation, even though it's a big show. No, no, no. It's yours. It's yours now. Marvelous Miss Maisel
1: oh yeah yeah and like gerardo
3: was like this is a good show i'm like fuck that and (laughs) he was right yeah it's good for fucking once
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay film recommendation kyle
3: i just i gave my norma ray oh you totally i guess you weren't fucking listening Okay, Norma Rae. So I'm very hostile. I apologize. Wait, what is that about? You didn't even say. Um, it's based. They're based on a, every movie Sally Fields and has to be based on a true story. Um, it Lincoln, was about a woman who Mrs. worked at a textile plant in the South <laughs> and became a union organizer. And um, it's it's kind of similar to Aaron Brockovich. Oh, okay, yeah. And um. When I knew about the movie, I thought, I know what this movie is going in, but I just put it on one night because we got stars on demand and was like, this movie has aged well. still relevant even still, to this day. Well, and not just that, but the tone, the way people talk, like it's it's aged well. It's not all so many movies that from a bygone hour you roll your eyes at. This movie, I didn't roll my eyes once.
1: Very nice. Okay, cool. Uh, my recommendation is In the Mood for Love. You can probably find it on the Criterion channel. If not, I'm sure the Edmonton Public Library has some copies. Which They probably have the Criterion Blu-ray, actually. Yeah, or so can- like, check Canopy. It.
3: Right. Check Which out you canopy. can play on Edmund's portable Blu-ray player. <laughs> Anyways, uh, In the Mood for Love, a
1: brilliant fri- film from Wong Kar Wai, one of his most beautiful. All right. I love Wong Kar Wai. Two... To married people, spend time in an apartment where their lovers are away, and a fun, interesting, emotional tryst happens. Um, yeah, it's very soft, it's very poignant, it's very romantic and sexy, but not a lot of physical sexuality happens, which is all the more intriguing. Um, one of sexuality is things.
3: always in between the lines, though it's never under the sheets. Mm. It's everything around the bed.
1: Hmm. interesting and on that note I wanted to say thank you guys you four including myself <laughs> thank you for You're going welcome. on this journey I know it was a little weird we started at sexual fantasies when we and were and we young. ended at sexual fantasies <laughs> on <coughs> dads and in the middle there was a lot of dad stuff yeah, yeah uh, make that make of that what you will but I thought I well, would we end us
4: because some man had an ejaculation Aww.
1: Very poetic. And on that note, <laughs> I would like to take us out with just a bit of some fun music. No context needed. Think right. You think you talked like that?
0: Hi, hi, going?
1: Can you pass the potatoes? Alright, so thank you all for watching Thank you for joining us today I try. Yes, I try. And we'll see you next week Bye bye
3: <laughs> Bye everybody Bye everyone, adios Up next on beach one Do a fake commercial
0: oh you know I've
3: just fully deep throated this microphone
0: <laughs> A commercial, you say? <laughs> six, seven, six, <laughs> That's seven, two thousand COVID and
2: one.
3: Alright.
1: That has been episode three of Fairy Film Companion. See you next time, folks. Bye bye.
3: What's that cucumber doing in there? You're supposed to cut the music right here. Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> You're supposed to put the potato in the front of your trousers. <laughs> trousers. Yeah, like who talks like that? Trousers.
1: <laughs> The world.
3: Oh. oh you're a good singer. Thank you. What else does that throat do? Oh, no. What? It's a it's a reference. <laughs>